Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. I am Master Beard Jedi. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to episode 56? 54. Have we done that many? No, we're in 56, Ryan. Oh, well, balls. Let's redo this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of Otaka Brothers. My name is Rusty, and today you already heard him, my forever co-host and bearded brother-in-law. We also got my my pup, Scooby, over there on the couch. He's eating a rawhide bone right now, but Ryan, you survived Chicago. I did, yeah. Um, So, I've been gone since Tuesday, and I got back about 7 o'clock last night. It's been a long week, so... um, I was on a business trip for like three different suppliers slash conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I flew out of Chicago or out of, <laughs> God damn it, man. I, it's so, I don't know, being away from home for like four days straight and like I missed vegetables and like I'm, my diet's usually in such a routine that like zero routine throws my body off and is like, what are you doing to me? Mm-hmm. So I think I caught a cold. You clearly did. Or else yeah. your voice got deeper. Hey, guys. <laughs> I do. I when my voice... Like, I can lower my voice a lot lower. But, um... Baritone. So, like... <laughs> bass. Drop the bass. Um, so, yeah. Like, I'm sniffly, so I apologize. And Don't apologize for being tough. yourself, Ryan. We're yeah, all- fuck you, listeners. <laughs> We're all about it. <laughs> Why are you... Even- <laughs> no, so, like, I-, I flew out of an airport where I'm from. And they already Rusty, know that from last episode. No, that's just where I. Yes. Moving on. So, yeah. So Rusty picked me up. So I had like two hours to prep. So like I packed the night before for the most part, and I was like, "Oh crap! I don't have black dress socks." And I was like, "Okay, so I have two hours. He's gonna pick me up at eight. I'm gonna drive down, go to the airport. My flight was at like ten. Mm-hmm. I get a text. Well, I get up at six, run to Walmart." get a steak and some black dress socks drive back to my apartment it's like 6 30 i'm like packing everything into my bag and i get a text from rusty so uh 7 20 and i'm like shit i just lost 40 minutes like of my prep and like i'm trying to like limit my anxiety because like i don't mind flying but i'm not like i love being in a tin can at 30,000 feet yeah so he's just like oh yeah 720 i'm gonna pick you up and i was like shit so i'm like i showered while i was cooking a steak which is super safe nice and then i ended up eating it's like a pound steak and then you're like i'm outside i was like (laughs) dude come on it it was like 18 after and i'm like can you at least you you shaved off 40 minutes i needed those extra two just for emotional support (laughs) just to like look around and check the like everything was off and then i get down there one minute early <clears throat> to when you originally requested my departure. And then we get on the road. We talked about some stuff. We uh, talked about all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, I don't remember what, but we did. We talked about like Stalin like murdering millions of people <laughs> and how he was worse than Hitler. <laughs> oh yeah, we did do that. Yeah, St- Stalin was an asshole. Um so then I hopped on the plane and like I fall asleep on every plane. 
Like, I had just woken up, and I was, like, fine, because it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have the, like, crushing lack of sleep by, like, a Friday. And I get on the plane, instantly fall asleep, and I was like, I, I only could bring my SP, because I didn't want to bring my DSs, because one, if I lose those, my life is gone. <laughs> because my Pokebank is on one of them, and then if I bring the other one, I can't wonder trade either. Yeah. And then, like at this point, wonder trading and like mythic and GTSing is like your my, life. Like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but like that's where I'm at. Like the end, end game. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure like 500 hours past end game. Yeah. To, to this game. So, I, you gave me Sapphire for Game Boy Advance. Because I have three <coughs> copies for some reason. Yeah, the original one. And I started over. I actually had a save. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I think my name was like Fuglet. Sounds about or right. Or something like that. And I named all my Pokemon. And I was like, this is stupid. So I restarted. And I was like, I need to try a Pokemon challenge. Because I've been watching Pokemon challenge. Like, hey, can we beat Pokemon Emerald with just a Pikachu? Or can we do it with like um, like a Weedle? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. So I try. I'm doing a Nuzlocke, which is you. You can only catch the first encounter on each route. Oh if God. you kill it, you don't get a Pokemon for that route, and you have to get rid of your starter the second you get your first Pokemon. That's a shame. So I I released Splash. You fuck. And he gets he shrinks away, and he just he's like, help me, you're abusing me, and then he disappears, and you you murder him. So, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. So, my water Pokemon is a freaking wingle. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, like, Swampert makes Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, he so, does, and then you like, released him. No, no, he makes it super easy, because he's, like, he trounces all the, most of the first few gyms. And that's precisely why he's the best. Right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So, once we get games played recently, I'll go through my Pokemon team. Okay. That's shit. So... We went to the supplier Tuesday, and then the guy, as we were leaving, like, our sales contact, he was like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner with us? And, like, the guy was, it was the first time I met him. He's not really my supplier. It was the girl I went with. And I was like, I looked over, I was like, I think we're meeting some people in the other city that we're driving to. And she's like, yeah, I think so, too. He's like, okay. He had the really weird facial expression, so I wasn't a fan. I was like, I can't eat dinner across from this guy. Okay. So we drove into northern Chicago where we were staying. And this is where, like, all of the, like, executives from McDonald's stay. Because uh, McDonald's headquarters is You there. see Ronald there, too? <laughs> well, he was hiding out in some of the bushes near our hotel. Sounds more... <laughs> Just watching us. Yeah. Eat my McNuggets. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> As he touches himself. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we go to our hotel lobby and mm-hmm. we're have like a 15 minute break, drop everything off and um, we go down the lobby. We're like, okay, we need some food. And there was like food around me is like the most lame Google search. There's apps for that. We didn't know where to go. We ended up our other sales contact for a different company comes down he's like hey i'm going to the sports bar and like that's the exact thing we were looking for yeah a little and dive bar i was like oh we that's where we go and he's like okay come with me and we're like we this did- is weird expression guy no this is a different sales contact for a oh. different company okay and um 
this is like pushy, like stereotypical sales guy. Ah, uh, car salesman dude. Yeah. <coughs> so we um, we looked at each other and like I already addressed that we wanted to go to a sports bar, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like, shit, we lost, and we couldn't go to that same sports bar and like see him across the way and be like, oh no, how? Why are you here? Kind oh, of so you didn't agree to go? With we him. D- we didn't, and then he offered, and then we're like, shit, we can't just go to the same place after denying him uh, and like see him across the like venue and be like, mm-hmm. hey, fancy meeting you here. Yeah. <laughs> so like we ended up going there. I had a it was like a steak on two grilled cheese or not grilled cheese on two slices of garlic bread as like the bread. Oh my gosh! With cheese. Un, like sauteed onions and fries and i was like this is good yeah. like it was like a full steak and oh it was really good so then i went to a seminar for two days um there was like a eight course meal that we had nice. the most important thing is the food let's be of honest. course yeah so like the first night they took us out and we had a eight course meal and then we went back to the lobby with some of their like upper management guys and we were like, we finished a bottle of bourbon. Nice. What kind? It was Jefferson's. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Yeah. It, I can't remember what cartoon. And I meant to look it up before this. So later on in the episode, once we take a short break that you guys won't hear, I will remember. But the the I think it was the VP of quality. He looked like that drunken fairy guy on one of the cartoons. And Drunken fairy guys? <laughs> no, no, yeah. Like, he's he like, in one of the cartoons, maybe Fairly Odd Parents or something. Oh, clearly, there's like, probably. There's like a drunken fairy with like a big nose and kind of balding and like hair pushed over to the side. Probably the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. He looked like that and I couldn't like keep it straight because he was drinking. And I'm like, God, you are that drunken fairy guy. <laughs> and I didn't say that, obviously, because that's as far as business goes. Calling it your like one of your contacts a drunken fairy probably will get you sent to HR. Probably. So then the next day they catered in lunch from this place and it was like authentic Chicago food. Nice. And it was like this the most amazing roast beef I've ever had, um, and then sausages and stuff like that. I mean, granted, I don't have a lot to compare to like Arby's. <laughs> isn't like the most high quality shit but no, like no, this stuff really. was amazing oh so good um and then after that my the person the girl i went with she flew home mm-hmm. to a place that we're located in currently nice and um i drove to michigan and <coughs> oh hey hey scoop i um <laughs> he <laughs> stops and cute. looks at me um He's probably going to drop that toy like a million more times yeah. in this episode. So um, I picked up my rental car, and they're like, oh, do you want a GPS in it? I said, no, I don't want to pay extra. And so I'm, I have my um, phone on with MapQuest to get over to Michigan. And I plug it my um, adapter into the car so it can charge. And then my car starts talking to me and saying, like, turn left or turn right. Like, go to this terminal. And I was like... These are completely different directions of what my map quest is like saying. You know, it's like, is this just fucking with me? Like, yeah. just go this way. And like <laughs> everything said, like my map quest said, go straight for 113 miles. 
then turn right. Yeah. And my map quiz is like, take a left. And, like, <laughs> and it was like, there's zero lefts here. And it was like, go to the like second terminal and then turn. like. And I was like, what is going on? So like I, I made the mistake of like half listening to my GPS or like my phone. And half listening to the car. Mm-hmm. And, like, I end up getting turned around because I missed an exit because I listened to it. And I end up going back to the airport. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, crap. And there's no t- place to U-turn or turn around. So I end up in a terminal with, like, in a parking lot. And it's like, oh, pay $40 a day. Take out your ticket. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> I was like, shit. So, I like, I took out the ticket and I turned around instantly and went out. And I, like, handed my ticket to this girl. And I was like, I have no idea where I'm at. I just got this ticket. Do I have to pay? Like, can you help me? And she's like, you're here less than 10 minutes. Get out of here. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Like, I just saved 40 bucks because I'm an idiot. And I keep on driving. And then, like, it was Chicago about – Chicago or the O'Hare Airport – at like four thirty-five, so this is rush morning? hour. Oh, the in, a- yeah. yeah, evening. So it's chaos, and then everything's merging, and then these stupid roads. It's two ninety-four is the route, and there's a toll road, and like to preface toll roads, we had taken the toll roads from the first supplier to this our hotel with the second supplier, mm-hmm. and we didn't know how toll roads work. Like we. Because the toll roads near Cleveland are you pay to get on and then you pay to get off. Okay. Right? These are you pay and then randomly at different times you get off and pay again. Like at certain checks throughout. Yeah. And if you don't, they take a picture of your license plate and fine you that amount in the mail. And like it's a rental car through our company. So it's we're going to get a call be like, hey, uh... So I heard you missed some stuff. Like the our travel people are talking, like from yeah. management. So we missed two toll roads on that drive, and then there was one coming off the highway. It was like, hey, you can only pay with sixty cents worth of change. Like they were all cash, and there one was just change. Like you couldn't chuck a dollar at it. It was 60 cents. And I was like, who the hell has 60 cents laying around? <laughs> like, the girl I went with didn't even have any cash. And the only re- reason I have cash on me is because I was trying to buy shoes. <laughs> and, like, luckily, because we would have gotten fined. So we missed three toll roads <laughs> on that drive. And then I had learned on my drive to Michigan, got four out of four toll roads. Nice. Kick some ass. But... I listened to my GPS again, and it was like, oh, hey, get off on Route 20. And I, like, go off, and then I'm in, like, the south side of Chicago. Oh, no. Like, driving through these neighborhoods and stuff. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm not getting any closer. And it's trying to reroute me back to my, air- like, the airport. And I detoured myself for a good hour and 15 minutes. Oh, no. And, like, the guy that I was going with was driving up, like, four and a half hours from our home. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to be here in a half an hour. And I'm just looking at my GPS. It's like <laughs> two hours away. And he's like, you want to go to dinner? And I was like, dude, I, I I ended up calling him. I was like, just get something. I, I'll meet you in the morning. Like, I'm not going to be there for a while. 
So I end up getting back on this road and literally just drive straight for the rest of the time and then take a right onto my exit to get to my hotel. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I found out that, it, yeah, it was the last person who used the car who paid for the GPS and they never canceled their trip. Oh, so, no. So, like, midway through, like, I was driving through these towns in the south side of Chicago trying to get back onto the main road, trying not to get killed because all the roads are just a debauchal. Yeah. If that's not a word. I think debacle. Debacle. Debauchery. <laughs> and, um, oh, it was, and then, like, midway through a neighborhood, I was like, oh, because it was turn left. Turn right on this road. And it was just constant. And I'm like, dude, I have to listen to this for another two hours. I'm going to fucking lose it. I'm going to jump out of this car and I won't make it to the next one. It was pissing me off because it was so consistent. It was like, turn left, turn left. Like every road, like every intersection. And I ended up figuring out, I was like, okay, it's the GPS. So I turned it off and then I listened to some U2. Nice. What song? Just the pre-loaded uh, soundtrack on your phone. Oh, that's a pretty decent one. Yeah, it was calming because yeah. the music that was already playing in the car was like this hood rap. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I need to ease into it with some U2. So I ended up listening to some hood rap after that. Nice. So I got there and I just, the only thing was McDonald's on the exit. So I had to have some McDonald's. And then they didn't have freaking chicken fingers because they're like, oh, yeah, we use it for everything now. <laughs> There's like, well, these they're chicken fingers, like chicken tenders. Yeah. Not the nuggets. Okay. And they use them for like spicy chicken tenders and they use them for the, like the wraps. And I was like, I just want six chicken tenders (laughs) and like a a vanilla shake. And she's like, okay, cool. Like I pay like way too much for McDonald's. And she's like, the, her boss comes in. She's like, Hey, this the register girl, she she just got on the shift, and um, yeah, we're out of chicken tenders. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, that's depressing. And she's like, yeah, well, like, based off the inventory and, like, what we pull, it's it's hard. So, I'm like, how do I make up, like, these $30 chicken tenders? <laughs> $30? No, like, the total order was, like, 18 bucks. She's, I'm like, can I just have, like, 10 chicken nuggets and she's like that's not near enough food to make up the cost of the chicken tenders and i was like god wait were they really 30 dollars no it was like 11 bucks for chicken tenders what the heck and so i end up getting like she ends up like supersizing everything in my order (laughs) and like i felt awful like that night because i went back to my room I, she's like, here's 20 chicken nuggets. Here's a quarter pounder. Here's a large fry that I'm giving you. I'm going to make your shake a large. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm going to die. <laughs> so, like, we had decided to go, like, get up in the morning, eat breakfast. How do you think Morgan Spurlock felt when he did 30 days of Mickey D's? Oh, he looked like ass by the end. <laughs> he did. I felt bad for it. Like, have you watched Super Size Me? That it's was instrumental, brutal. actually, in... I watched it in seventh grade, yeah. and that actually like screwed up my head and had a lot to do with the things that. Well, just up. don't eat McDonald's for every meal. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I. I saw that. I was like, this is interesting slash disgusting. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, well, then he like. <laughs> I remember going to his hotel rooms, and he. Are you dancing? I have to pee really bad again. N- yeah. Well, I pre-gamed with water. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, give me a. Yeah, second let me here. finish my story after you finish your story. Okay. Well, I was gonna say. Just when he was in his hotel room and he was like, he had like 
20 McNuggets and like <laughs> yeah. a giant fry and a quarter pounder and whatever else he had to eat in one sitting and just how like defeated he felt like trying to finish it it was like someone trying to finish a fucking marathon well, like the first day he like threw up a ton yeah like, he ended up like eating all of it because they're like oh you want to supersize yeah and then he just ended up puking out of the car because of the, like the drink is like 64 ounces of coke <laughs> and I loved it whenever they asked because I don't think he ever asked if you if to supersize it he always had to rely on the person at the cash yeah. register and so whenever they said supersize me or do you, whenever they said do you want to supersize it he like always looks at the camera like oh shit yeah. <laughs> and then he would you know have to eat a ridiculous amount of food yeah it's i ended up just going back to the room eating the food watching some office playing some pokemon and then we got up the next day did some supplier audit stuff, talked about some things, and then we drove back, and I got home around 9 o'clock, or 7 o'clock. That's it was a, a long of, week. It's a hell of a story if I ever heard one. Yeah, so. I can assure you that my week was not that exciting, Ryan. Yeah, how was your week? You said you were talking to people? Yeah, so I had lunch with some coworkers yesterday, which I'll get to in a second. Okay. Pretty uneventful week, played more of Lord of the Rings Online. We'll get to that in games we've been playing recently here in a little bit. Um... Yeah, I guess I can't really go into that. But last weekend, I think I mentioned that I was going to trade in some games at GameStop. Yes. Which I did end up doing. I see Sekiro's gone. It is definitely gone. Could not play that game. Could not get into it. But I traded Sekiro, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, of course, Duke Nukem, like the 20th anniversary, um, just because I can get that on PC for pretty cheap these days. Um, and I ended up getting rid of Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga Battles for Bowser's Minions or whatever the heck the subtitle was on that game. Okay. Um, because I can get the Game Boy Advance game um, if I do want to play the play it again. Um, I think I talked about earlier in the summer when we were in Alaska. I got through about twelve hours of it, but never ended up finishing it. Yeah. Um, now that I have the Retron Five, well, I also have the Game Boy Advance player for GameCube. I can just play it um, on the big screen that way if I ever want to play through it again. But I was. Nintendo games actually sell for a considerable amount of money. Whether it's Wii, Switch. Like, I could have sold Yoshi for $34. Oh, wow. That's the trading value that I would have gotten. Oh, I still have your Mario and Yoshi um, Game Boy game. Game Boy Advance game. You still have that? Yeah. Oh, dude, I was wondering. My Super Mario World. Yeah. I was wondering where that I tried playing that on the plane. (laughs) I I suck (laughs) at Mario. Like, I could not get halfway through the first, like, the second level. Oh, I was like, well, it's the one that, like bullets are flying like the big bullets are flying bullet and then bills. I did, yeah like gigantic bullet bills and uh, i died like seven times in a row i was like fuck this game <laughs> like there's i'm not good i'm like, pretty put me in a grind and- yeah i'm not so great at 2d mario and we all know that everyone here on this podcast sucks at sonic yeah including Sco- scooby over there yeah including sonic himself oh scooby yeah so i ended up getting I think seventy one dollars. Nice. So in, in trade credit, so I pre ordered um, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, of course, the remake of the Game Boy Game Boy Color game uh, for Switch. Pre ordered that, picked it up yesterday. Haven't had a chance to play it yet because I was deep into some oh that came out RPGs last night. Yeah, so it's over there sitting there. Link is so stinking adorable in that game. It got excellent reviews. I think it's sitting at an eighty eight on Metacritic. Um, IGN gave it like a 9.4, Game Informer gave it a 9, a lot of other publications spoke very highly of it. They said there's some um, graphical hiccups or slowdown in yeah. the open, more open environments, but other than that, they said it's a um, 
a terrific remake. Of yeah, I'll probably just borrow that when you're done with it. Yeah, sure. Um, so I got that, and then I've also really been in an Uncharted mood. Yeah. I'm always ready to go back to those games and replay that trilogy. I think I could honestly probably do it once a year if I... Mm-hmm. Well, I say trilogy. It's really a like quadrilogy plus yeah. Lost Legacy, which is great as well. So I ended up getting Rise of the Tomb Raider, which mm-hmm. is the second in a, a trilogy of Tomb Raider games um, when they revived or revitalized the character back in 2013, Crystal Dynamics. Um, loved the first game. I played it originally on the 360, and then I played it again, um, the Definitive Edition on PS4. Um, it was one of the first games I actually bought with my PS4 because um, Lauren really wanted to play it. And great reimagining of the character. I don't feel like she's over-sexualized. She's very empowered and um, well-clothed, right? Yes. Well-clothed. Um, and the character model is actually, um, what's the word? Proportioned. There it is, right there. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing that. I probably will jump into that later this week. Um, potentially, I'm going to try and focus most of my time on Link's Awakening. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, so yesterday, <clears throat> I uh, went down for lunch with some coworkers because one of my buddies, he's actually moving on. He's still staying within the company that I work for, yeah. uh, but he's getting out of audit. So we went down, and we were just kind of shooting the shit about random things, and somehow we got to talking about conspiracy theories. Well, he was talking about his grandma, and his grandma's like a hardcore, old-school conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, okay, well, what kind of conspiracy theories does she believe in? Um, and so you kind of said a few different things, but then we started talking about well, Ryan, or Rusty. Have you ever <laughs> talking about Ryan? He's a lizard man. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned they, they fucking said like, have you seen the ones about lizard men? And I'm like, yeah, Obama. Do you, you see his like his eyelids blink sideways? Well, what was like? What are you? He's talk- a lizard. I was like, what are you talking about? And yeah. they're like, there's literally a society of people that believe that there are lizard people among us. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what? So apparently, there's a, a theory that George W. Bush is a lizard person and there's like a video detailing and dissecting footage of him in the oval office and in interviews and whatever and the way his eyes like twitch and yeah. blink and things like that he's literally a lizard person i guess it was bush not obama you know so someone actually sent obama a six page letter in the mail when he was president explaining that he is the first president of the united states that's not a lizard person Good for him. Like, this person is, like, absolutely psycho. Dude, I would love to read that. Like, dude, it's good to know I'm not a lizard. I was confused. I didn't know. So we were talking about the the 9-11 conspiracy theory where, of course... Bush did 9-11. They think that the government, you know, chose to do that so they could go to war over oil or whatever yeah. the specific details behind that are. Um, something that was really sick was... Some people believe the Sandy Hook shooting was staged, was staged which is yeah. sick. And it was just a bunch of actors. Yeah. And they they go to like all the mass shootings and they like act. Like the parents. Yes. Yeah, so all of those accounts um, are all just, yeah, staged and, and fictitious, which is mind-boggling to me. I don't even know. Well, the parents, like, they go through the trauma and then they're told they're like faking it or they're just acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard some sad stories from the parents who were, like, recounting that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, of course, the moon landing, which is... It was a sad piece. Well, people were saying that um, there was some kind of, like, young Stanley Kubrick that filmed it, and the technology and cameras that were used um, were, like, 20 years before they actually made it to the market were used for filmmaking. Um, so how those cameras would have been used and then just poof forgotten about for 20 years is kind of like what so um 
we were just talking about a whole bunch of random things like that. And it was like, they were encouraging me to, you know, oh, crack open a few beers, you know, on Friday night and watch some of these. I ended up not doing that last night, but I would like to go through YouTube and just read some of these. Because they said, you know, they don't believe, of course, that the Sandy Hook was staged. They don't believe that 9-11 was staged by the government or anything like that. But when you are watching these things, you walk away, like, questioning things. You know, like, it's, it's very, like, like <laughs> yeah. it's very convincing. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, lizard people, are you shitting me? Like, stop. But <laughs> That's probably the most believable one. <laughs> when you're watching it, it's literally like, what? Like, they have so much evidence. Those videos that, are really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And these people believe them. Oh, and that's the sad thing is there's people like in Like, flat earthers. People yeah. love that shit. Well, like, there's, there's, there's a significant group of people. Well, the, the scary thing is that someone literally took the time to write like a six-page novel to President Obama that he's not a lizard person, and then he literally he was believes, concerned. Yeah, well, he literally <laughs> believes that every president before him, including the great Abraham Lincoln, was a lizard person. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's really bizarre stuff. I mean, all the colonists—they were all lizard people. Well, yeah, they were, but I don't know if anyone. England, had. the the King of England wasn't. He was That's not. why the lizards rebelled against the humans. And that's why we had the 13 colonies and we seceded. Are you pulling this out of your ass or is this in the video on YouTube that you watched? No, I'm pulling this out of my ass. Okay. Figured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like George Washington, when he was riding over the sea the uh, and killed all the what redcoats on Christmas, mm-hmm. it was because they had a bunch of flies and they needed to be eaten. True story, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So we're 30 minutes in this episode, Ryan. We should probably start talking <laughs> Talk about, about lizard people. <laughs> we should probably start talking about video games and stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, we got a fun episode ahead. Ryan and I wanted to get back to the hypotheticals because it's been a few episodes. And I think we have, Ryan, two episodes left of these because we got 50 in the box. And I think we've gone through 30 already. Okay. So we'll do these 10 today and then the last 10 in a couple weeks. So what I did earlier this week is I kind of mapped out episode ideas and topics just as rough outlines for us um, so that if we don't have time to prepare, we at least have things ready um, all the way through November 16th. So should I just run down this real quick? Yeah. Why not? Go ahead. So today we are going to talk about the Beard Club. Yes. Again, we're revisiting it. I told you guys, I promised you guys that we were going to find the article in whatever way we needed to get it. Were you able to find a picture? Yeah, I wasn't. Even within the article, there was no picture. Balls. Okay. So we still need to find that, and we will come... You can come post to, that to Instagram or whatever. We'll, we'll post it to probably um, the Discord. Okay. Yeah. That, that's probably... Um, Just a random picture <laughs> of three dudes with beards in the shadows, like, uh, without context. I don't think my Instagram followers would appreciate that, or yeah. know what the hell I'm doing. So... Today we're going to talk about the hypotheticals, beard club, games we've been playing, all that fun stuff. Next week I want to do another box or back of the box trivia. So I'll ask yeah. you some back of the box trivia stuff, which should be fun. Um, the following week, October fifth, Ryan and I uh, need to see Joker, the movie, yeah. uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. It's getting outstanding reviews, glowing reviews. Uh, Phoenix himself got an eight-minute standing ovation when it was uh, shown at the Toronto Film Festival, I think, a couple weeks ago. So. Looking forward to seeing that and discussing it here on the show. October 12th, finish the hypotheticals, Ryan. Yes. Um, And then after that, this is when things get interesting. And this is when you, the listeners, we want to get you involved. We want to do a top 10 childhood games discussion. I talked about this and mentioned it at the end of last episode. Um, So October 19th, that's when we're going to talk about the top 10 
childhood games. So everything through the 360 generation yeah. is fair game. Actually, no. Everything through the PS2, GameCube, and Xbox generation is fair game. Okay. And then the following week, October 26th, is when I want to do a top 10 games of the last decade. So that's everything from Xbox 360, Wii, and PS3 through today. Okay. So good stuff there. It'll be a good time. And then uh, November 2nd, I have nothing. I have no idea what we're going to talk about then. We'll probably just want to have an episode. November 9th, I want to do a month before the... No, you uh, know we could do then? Conspiracy theories. That actually could be a lot of fun. We should definitely do that. Just go over conspiracy theories. Dissect them. Talk about the ones we actually believe in. Yeah. Ryan's actually part of the Illuminati that you guys didn't know that. I am. Yeah. And like my hopes and dreams, my, my hope... And my dream, <laughs> singularly, <laughs> is to go to Egypt and repower the pyramids because they power electricity based off the stones. Yeah. And I could find that spaceship that the aliens left when they helped the Egyptians move the stones. I'll join you on that effort. Yeah. Cool. It'll be a good time. And then the following week, a month before The Rise of Skywalker comes out, I want to do a final kind of predictions. Hopes for the future of Star Wars by then. I imagine we'll have... Other little snippets of footage that we would have seen. Probably a final trailer for the movie before release. Yeah. You might not be watching that. That's fine. Um, I can leave that out of the discussion, though that might be impossible. So you're going to have to watch it, Ryan. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, November 16th, ringing in just before the, uh, the good old Thanksgiving celebration. I want to do, for the 64th episode, a Nintendo 64 retrospective. Yes. History of the console, our experience with the system, favorite games, its legacy and how it stands today. The whole nine, Ryan. Yeah. Should be good times. Should be good time. But uh, today, Ryan, we need to talk about this Beard Club thing. <laughs> but before we do that, actually, next week we will be talking about PlayStation's state of play. That's Tuesday of this fall, this coming week. Okay. Um, they're going to be talking about not only new unannounced games, but they're going to be talking about a lot of Death Stranding crap, which... I think that game's going to be really just not good. Didn't they... I didn't actually watch the video on it, but they did a demo or whatever, like 40 minutes and people were bored. Yeah, well, Hideo Kojima, he's such a strange man. He has come out and basically said that this game isn't for everyone. It's going to take a long time for it to actually get fun. Like, just blatantly said, come out and came out and said that you're going to play this game for hours before it's entertaining. Yeah, like Final Fantasy thirteen. Well, No. No, that game well, was Because it was like 20 hours to open up, right? Yeah, but it doesn't mean you weren't having a great time developing these characters and enjoying the paradigm system okay. battle system. so this game, Death Stranding, is not that. You're walking around with ladders in your Norman Reedus. Like, I don't know how exciting <laughs> that is. It sounds so lame. Like, you got a backpack? Cool. You're hitting people with briefcases. I have no idea what's going on. I'm sure if people have watched the footage that was released last week, Perhaps it looks a little bit more enjoyable and the story looks a little bit more comprehensible. But from the footage I've seen and snippets of things that I've read, it does not sound like a game that I'll be buying. Oh, it's definitely a game I'm not going to be buying. Yeah. Well, and I don't want that to take away from the time at State of Play because, Ryan, Neil Druckmann, the director behind The Last of Us, Naughty Dog themselves changed their fo Facebook photo and their Twitter uh, picture. They posted something yesterday. Let me actually pull this up right now. Dude, this weather is perfect weather for video games. Oh, it's excellent. Outstanding. It just started raining. It's overcast. My game plan for today is going to be get Chipotle. Hell yeah. And then play some uh, Borderlands. Um, what about PC gaming? 
I have to be Borderlands. Okay, Neil Druckmann. This is what he said. He posted a picture of a knife with a black background with some kind of like dust moving around. And it says, State of Play, September 24th, 2019, 1 p.m. Pacific time. If you're on the East Coast, that'd be 4 p.m. Um, he says, the quote, folks, we've been silent for too long. It's time to put an end to that. So, mad hype. I think we're definitely going to get a, a release date. A release date. Um, part of me, you know, that gets all excited, you know, I, I, I completely discounted the fact that we weren't going to get Banjo-Kazooie, but part of me inside always thought we were for Smash. Similarly for this, I'm thinking that they're either going to come out and say, surprise, this game is available October 25th. That'd be crazy. Or they're going to say the more realistic thing, it'll be available in April of May of next year. Which I'd like better. Well, yeah, that's totally fine because I already have so much shit I have to play. I know, I was like, Animal Crossing, Pokemon. Animal Crossing doesn't come out until next spring anyways. I know, that's why it's like overlap. Oh, okay. So I'm like... But yeah, I don't want to rush through the first one again to get to the second one. Because I have to replay the first. Yes, you do. So, <coughs> if it's like, hey, yo, October, I'm not going to be playing it. Until after you beat it. Because oh. I'll probably just borrow yours if it comes out in October. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, super exciting stuff. Um, I'm also curious if they're going to talk about the Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. That samurai game. Again. By Sucker Punch, I think, is developing that. Um, it looked good. Looks outstanding, and I think this is like the samurai game that I wanted out of Sekiro, but I didn't get, which writing was on the wall. It's, you know... Um, Bandai Namco, right? Yeah. Well, they do... No, 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 Dark it's Souls FromSoft. Yeah. Well, Bandai Namco publishes from software develops. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, kind of know what you're getting, kind of. Yeah, so you next year... You wanted more of a... Um, what's that one other samurai game where you pick a loot? I don't know. Okay, and there's like a European. <laughs> what? I don't know. They're making a second one that's coming out soon. Oh, Neo. Neo. Okay. I think you'd like that better. Probably. So looking forward to what they're announcing there. Hopefully more Ghost, and then also just new IPs. Hopefully just completely new game announcements. Yeah. Like um, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I don't know if... Or God of War. It's. I feel like it'd be too soon for them to... Well, it's way too soon for them to do God of War. Yeah, that's, they that's have like E3 two or thing. three... Um, well, actually, it's not an E3 thing because they don't go there anymore. Balls. You know what? Play on their own We're never going to get it. Crushing right. dreams. That's right, Ryan. Uh, can we just please do this beard article? Yes. I'm super pumped. I, okay, so preface this by saying <laughs> I've not read it. Um, actually, you know what I should have done, though? Um, read it. I should have edited it because there's names of people in their schools. I got this. Just use first names. Okay. Let me take a swig of coffee. Yeah, I was trying to look, search full names to find, um, to see if I could find the picture, but I could not. Strap yourselves in, folks. Here we go. Beards, as a rule, command a certain degree of regard for the men. For the men? Let's start over. Beards, as a rule, command a certain degree of regard for the men, typically older, who wear them. At age 17, Ryan understands. <laughs> Beards as a rule command a certain degree of regard for the men, typically older, who wear them. I guess they duplicated that. Oh, I guess that was probably the headline, and then they kind of go into it. Yeah. Right, here we go. <laughs> There's a kind of respect, said Ryan, a resident of blank and junior at some high school that he went to. If you can grow a beard, everyone's like, hey, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just take into account, like, this reporter from this newspaper 
called my cell phone and was like, can I interview you about beards? <laughs> and these are my responses. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, cool. All man. right, here we go. Quote, this is Ryan speaking. You have to respect someone with facial hair. <laughs> the notion inspired Ryan as well as his pal Jared, who reportedly grew his first beard in the sixth grade. <laughs> Dude, he was a hairy man. To organize the Beard Club, an extracurricular group that will meet this month for the first time. A dozen students have joined, they said, with two male teachers, both bearded, of course, serving as advisors. Under a mission statement that emphasizes spreading, quote, beard awareness and hygiene throughout the school community. Future topics include the history and care of beards and grooming products. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't even. This is so ridiculous. All right, this next quote from Ryan, folks. Lumberjacks are icons. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine me stone cold saying that to a dude who's like, ah, oh, yeah, he believes this. Oh man! Through far from the no- though far from the norm, according to observers, the guys at Blank High School rank among a growing number of adolescents experimenting with facial hair. <laughs> "Quote without a downs, t- without a downs, without a doubt, <laughs> we t- didn't have downs." <laughs> Without a doubt, teens and millennials are starting to use it as a form of expression, said Aaron, chairman of the American Mustache Institute in St. Louis, (laughs) a nonprofit humor-based advocacy group. It's like the new tattoo, but less invasive, said Aaron, 38. Younger celebrities number among those sporting scruff. Actors Ryan Gosling and Seth Rogen and rapper Kanye West have beards. (laughs) And the Blue Jackets captain Rick Nash wears a goatee. In recent years, facial hair itself has assumed a beloved, if not ironic, position in pop culture. Goes on. Its subjects range from the bumbling Kyrie's character Borat, as played by Sacha Baron Cohen, and recently deceased TV pitchman Billy Mays, to the upcoming cartoon (laughs) Jay Stash, in which clean-shaven singer John Oates fights crime alongside his former mustache. A bevy of apparel touting beers is sold up by online TV or t-shirt merchants. Urban Outfitters carries a seven-pack of foie mustaches. And as unofficial uh, celebrations such as No Shave November, which urges participants to resist shaving for the month, gain popularity, younger males are ultimately influenced. Last November, the halls of Blank High School were overrun with beard uh, breeders, said Mitch, a (laughs) 17-year-old junior. A lot of people looked really scruffy and dirty, said uh nick mitch mitch who had a beard for a year and appreciates the older look i don't really like myself without it (laughs) although (laughs) although some young men consider facial hair growth simply a morning time saver more seem to view it as an unmistakable sign of masculinity some other kid um hasn't shaved in years (laughs) 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 quote people think i'm a he wanted his name left out (laughs) Quote, people think I'm a teacher when I walk into a classroom, he said. I'm the kid with the beard, and I have been for a long time. (laughs) Such growth on students, though apparently not a problem at public districts in central this state that we live in, is a hairy issue at uh, parochial schools. The Roman Catholic, um, how do you pronounce this word, Ryan? Diocese? Diocese. Diocese of... Our city, which oversees Catholic schools in the area, allows each institution to set its own rules, although a spokeswoman couldn't name one that permits beards or mustaches. At another high school on the north side, students who arrive with stubble are fined $10 and handed a razor and shaving cream. <laughs> yeah. Were you serious? It's intense. Yeah, some of the Catholic schools. I mean, they'll fine you for, like, if your skirt's too short, if you, you're chewing gum. 
Wow. Such infractions occur daily, um, said another principal at another school, mostly because of forgetfulness, not rebellion. We want to keep everyone presentable, she said. Beards and mustaches are forbidden at the all-male, another prep school on the east side. The private Wellington School in another city allows only seniors to wear clean and trimmed facial hair. Teenage enthusiasts sympathize. Um, This other kid quit a part-time job after the workplace banned beards. Ryan reluctantly trims his facial hair because of rules at his lifeguard job. And Dylan, a senior at another uh, school, couldn't imagine losing his beard and handbar mustache, handlebar mustache, although his girlfriend dislikes the style. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna die alone. He says, I like the look of being different. Who curls the ends with mustache wax? (laughs) Um, Let's see. At 20, this other kid prizes his beard and mustache, a mature style that has helped attract women, he said. It's like my pride, he said. I carry myself differently. I'm bonded with it. I like the look of being different. Uh, people look at me and say, how are you even in high school? <laughs> and I'm Ryan, not. that is the Beard Club article. That's ridiculous. But I'm glad that Lumberjacks are still your icons, even yes. today. Yeah, there was a time where I, on my Facebook profile when I had Facebook, it was me with like dual wielding axes in the backwood wearing flannel with my beard. Nice. It was awesome. Snow on the ground. Well, hopefully we can find that picture. I think that'd be excellent to kind of post in the discords. Give you a, a little taste of Ryan's uh, sense of humor back in high school. I think you guys have already gotten a great sense of that, though. Yeah, deranged. Yeah, ridiculous. All right, Ryan, we can either get into the hypotheticals or we can talk about the games we've been playing recently. Games we've been playing recently. All right, bro. Bring up your little uh, Pokemon stuff. Yeah, so I haven't had much time. I played some Borderlands... Which is a great amount of fun. Uh, I played some this morning. What level are you now? I'm level 24. Okay. So I'm currently on chapter 14 out of 23. Mm -hmm. So about a little bit over halfway. Um, I just got to a boss that I died like a quarter left of his health. So I'm trying to farm up some guns right now. Nice. Um, It's a lot of fun. Um, Pretty difficult, but... Like, they've actually rebalanced everything while I was on uh, my trip. So, like, some of the places they nerfed where you can uh, get loot. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just a hot patch. So, it's server-side. So, if you disconnect your internet, the hot patches aren't there. So, I can farm as much as I want with the internet off. Nice. But if they actually, like, hard patch it in they um, with, like, an update, then I'll be screwed. Because it won't be server-side. Mm-hmm. So, I've been playing, like I said earlier, a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Sapphire. I had Swampert, and then I had to get rid of him right away. I got a Zigzagoon right off the bat, so that was my first Pokemon. Nice. <coughs> you alright? That had a rough hiccup. Okay. So, I went to Route 2... Or it's like 102. And I got a Roltz as my first roll. Routes. Routes. Roltz. Whatever. Sure. R-A-L-T-Z. There it is. As my first guy on Route 2, which is like a 1% spawn rate. And I got him as my first time. And I was like, holy crap, I have to catch him. And all I had was a Zigzagoon and a few Pokeballs. He's one of my favorite Pokemon in that generation. Yeah, no, sure. he's, he's a lot of fun. So I ended up getting him, and 
let me go to my PC. Okay. Um, How far away are you? I'm right there now. So I got Rolts. I ended up, I just, I have two badges so far. Um, I just got to the electric gym. Um, Is it difficult for you to play some of these old school Pokemon games now with you're not moving as quickly and the experience system? No, I mean, because this one you click B and you can run. Okay. So who I have, shit, is in my Pokebank that I'm not using is a Whismur, which is like that, that piece little, of crap, little thing. thing. I have a Zubat, of course. I've got a Dustox. Um, Nasty from, Moth thing. Yeah, from a Wurmple that I got. Okay. And then I have a Volt Beat, which is like a Bumblebee. ladybug thing. Or, yeah, Bumblebee. And then my main party that I'm just rocking this game with. Nice. I have an Electrike. Which I was really happy to get because it was in that grass. It's either Zigzagoon, which it'd be a duplicate, a Plusle, Minusle, or um, a, an Electrike. Mm-hmm. And Electrike evolves into Manet- Manectric at level 26, and he's really powerful. Like nice. in my original run of Ruby on <clears throat> Game Boy Advance, I used a Manectric, and I just love that Pokemon. So um, I have a Swellow, which is that like bird thing. Oh, yeah. The red bird. I have a Gardevoir, level 30 already. Nice. Because I've been using XP share to train up my crappier Pokemon. What is Routes? Is he like a little Martian? Yeah, like a psychic little alien thing. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, he's so awesome. Yeah, he reminds he's... me of Marvin the Martian from the Looney Tunes. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. And then I got that Sloth thing. So I have a Ziggurath. Oh, cool. The second evolution. And then a Zigzagoon. And a, uh, a Wingle. So I'm trying to get my Wingle to evolve. Like these are like the basic like crap Pokemon. Usually you're going for like starters or whatever. Beyond Water Gun, what does what water attacks does Wingle have? Because it's not going to be able to have Surf, and you you have to Surf like a shit ton in uh, Sapphire and Ruby, dude. Yeah. Do you ever think about that? I think he he can learn Surf. He's a bird. Yeah, but it's a water attack. I, I'm gonna have a hard time, like <laughs> I'm just gonna, like jumping on his back and like pounding him into the water as I surf around him. I don't think. Hold on a second. Can I think he can learn it? Wingle. I don't. <laughs> Ryan, I'm gonna put that to rest right Zig-Zagoon now. Zigzagoon can learn surf. <laughs> <laughs> no, bird cannot. Ryan, Wingle and Pelipper can't learn surf. So Shit. I would say that Meryl would be the best choice out of all of them, since Surfskit is rare. You can also trade for Water Pokemon. I'll have to... Um, Restart the game, yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, before I go on the route, I'm going to have to use Old Rod and get like a Magic Carp. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. I don't have... I think... I don't know where you get Old Rod. I'm going to have to typically restart the game. Some, no. <laughs> typically, it's some old dude that gives it to you. Yeah, I think... I'll figure it out. But, yeah, so that's my team. Um, I've been using... I was really actually glad to get Zigzagoon. Because Zigzagoon, his ability is pick up. And pick up when you're like training him while he's sitting in your party, he picks up items. Who is this? Zigzagoon. Oh, nice. So, you, I mean, he's not worthless. Some of, yeah, so like, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. Some of like the runs where they do all of the evolutions before the, that badge. Mm-hmm. So, like, they try to get as many of the Pokedex. So, they have to level up their starters from like. 0 to 36 before they go to like badge 1. Yeah. Like some of those runs. Um they actually have a party of the person they're training and five zigzagoons because they all have pickup and you can get rare candies, super potions, revives, um PP ups and things. Huh, okay. So 
I mean, so far I've picked up Ultra Balls, about 13 Super Potions, two Rare Candies, and like if you're trying to train up these stupid levels, like 35 to 36 on level 5 Pokemon is going to take you hours. Yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, it's a good way of grinding. It helps nice. speed things up. Good so stuff, that's what dude. I've been playing this well, far. So for, for your uh, educational purposes here, the old rod is found in Duford Town. Look for the fisherman wandering, wandering around. Talk to him. He'll give you the rod. Duford Town. He'll give you the rod, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. That's that's all I could ask for. Yep. So make sure you go to Duford Town, Ryan. <laughs> God, Duford, Duford, Duford. <laughs> Gosh, the naming conventions. They're running out of ideas, Ryan. So for me this week, are you? Is that? I'm assuming that's all you've been playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look up Duford Town. Um, so last week I was talked. I talked very highly of Lord of the Rings Online, an, an MMO RPG, of course, set in the Middle Earth universe. Came out in 2007, developed by Turbine Studios, and uh, surprisingly, I'm still enjoying the heck out of the game. Nice. Um, I'm level 19, just just about to make it to level 20, and. Um, I'm on chapter one of volume one and th- all of that to say, so there's, there's like, there's four volumes, which account for the base game shadows of Angmar. The other three volumes were, um, not DLCs, but, um, expansion packs yeah. to the game. Um, so in volume one, I think I'm, I'm still in like book one, chapter one or something like that. So yeah. I'm very, very early on. Is that your phone? Yeah. Just got a receipt. Um, the things that I'm the thing that I'm experiencing now though is um, when you go from mission to mission sometimes the level jumps from one to the other like oh it's recommended that you're level 17 for this one and then I got to another mission where it's like you should be 21 and I'm like oh crap I probably need to grind a bit and the thing that uh, the easiest way to grind in this game is doing tasks which is just going around to various NPCs and performing whatever fetch quest they want you to perform. Yeah. Could be going out into the old forest and killing things. It could be literally just delivering a package or picking up a package from someone. Um, but one of the really interesting things that I found um, my playing of the game this week is that I was exploring areas of Middle-earth that I hadn't previously, and a lot of those areas were the places that were described in the earlier parts of the Fellowship of the Ring. Ooh. So I was going to Buckland, I was going to the Shire, um, I was very often being sent to into the Old Forest, which uh-huh. I don't think was ever detailed in the movie. If it was, it wasn't specifically said that they were in the Old Forest. They probably were when they were being chased by the riders, and certainly when they went under that tree stump. Yeah. Um, but in the Old Forest lives a very interesting character, Yes. Tom Bombadil himself. And so he literally lives in just the the smack dab middle of the the old forest, which is a treacherous place. There's tons of spiders and wolves and ridiculously looking bears, or ridiculously yeah, um, just crazy creatures and things like that that you have to either avoid or you know choose to kill. It's a great place for farming XP, um, but again, you're gonna get XP fastest by doing tasks and things like that. So it was neat that. Um, the main storyline um, forces you to go talk to Tom Bombadil and perform a number of a series of quests for him. That's cool. Uh, but was it's interesting is that you go into his home and of course he's got this table full of food and he's literally frolicking around his home just singing. <laughs> and so that's a really interesting thing and just true to his character as he's described in the book. And of course in the book, the hobbits actually meet with Tom because they get they got lost in the old forest, yeah. and Tom ends up running in, into them, finding them, and kind of 
um, I don't want I don't want to say nursing them back to health, but he brings them in his home, he feeds them, and all that kind of stuff. So, been enjoying that and really just kind of exploring the entirety of the Shire and seeing all the various hobbit holes and hobbits that will you know have little rings over their head, which indicates that they have tasks they want you to um, perform. Um, the thing that I'm struggling with though is I'm starting to see kind of the paywalls and the need to kind of fork over dollars. So the the first time I so I already put some cash into the game because as you collect items, you only have so much room in your inventory, which again, if you wanted to, you could buy to have more storage space for for items. Um but when you sell those at shops, you of course collect gold. And you can only hold so much gold and then it goes into like an uh, a bank. Yeah. And you can't access the bank unless you pay actual uh. money to get to get it back in your pocket. So if you pay like $5, then you can have like real world dollars. Yeah. Then you can have as much gold as you want at all times. Um, there's no limit to yeah. that. Well, there is. It's like 999,000 of silver, gold, and bronze coins, which you're never really going to get that unless you're playing for thousands of hours, which I don't foresee myself doing. Um, another thing is, you know, I could be on one side of the map. I could be in the far outskirts of the Shire and someone says, hey, can you go over to Breland and talk to this person? It's like, yeah, sure. I look at the map and it's like 3,000 meters, which if I'm running, the cool thing is that you can press the numlock button on your computer and you'll just run automatically. All you have to do is just guide your character. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to press forward on the directional button for him to, your character to move. Um, so if you press numlock, then you're watching Pete on Twitch. You yeah. know, I could pull up Instagram, my phone, whatever I wanted to do to kind of pass that time. And I still like the sense of, like, the music's fantastic. You hear all the creatures and stuff making noises in the background. But when you have to go back and forth and perform these fetch quests so often and you're limited to walking, it's tough. Now, granted, there are fast Hello. travel places. You can go to these stables and talk to someone and say, hey, do you want to go to Breland? Sure. And you click and you travel. But you have to pay an, a currency in-game to do that. And you only have so many freebies. And then, if you want to, you can pay real-world dollars. Or you could buy a horse, but then you have to buy the horse riding skill with real-world dollars. And to, to actually, not one of the like level-up skills? I think at level 20, you unlock the skill. Um, I, I meant to do it last night, but I would have had to grind it so much. Because I think I have 2,000 XP and you need 13,000 to get to level 20. Oh, shit. Um, and what I'm also finding now is that there aren't as many NPCs that have tasks because I've, I've done them all. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where as you progress in the main story, then I don't know if those reset or if more characters then will have tasks for you. Um, I think as you progress in the game, then those NPCs will have more quests for you. Yeah. Um, but I think for my current level, I've kind of performed and done all of those tasks. So I'm struggling to not only level up, but just the pain of walking from one side of the map to the other and not having a horse is really kind of bogging down the experience for me. So how long do you see yourself playing this? I don't really know. Um, it's always fun to, again, the music always brings me back um, just because it is almost therapeutic. The tough thing, you know, that Make Love Not Warcraft game, our uh, episode of South Park, it's funny, but it's so real how they went to that like farm area and were just hacking away at those things that gave you like three XP. Like, if you do want to level up in this game, you have to do that. You have to go into the old forest and just kill, like, thousands of wolves and get, like, 38 XP. Yeah. And if you're only getting 38 XP, it takes you 10 seconds to kill a wolf, and you need 
15,000 experience points to level up, do the math, it's, it, it takes some serious time. Yeah. Um, and the value that you get from that versus the effort it takes is questionable, especially when, again, as, I'm, as I've gotten older and my priorities have changed, figuring out like where I want to spend my time with games is something that I ask myself often. Yeah. And going to the old forest and whacking wolves for like six hours a day is not really something I want to do when I could, the time it would take me to level up like three times in this, I could beat Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. You know? So those are the questions I'm kind of asking myself. It may just be one of those things where for you, when you do wonder trading, it's kind of like your veg out game or veg out experience. For me on a Friday night, Saturday, even a weekday, if I just want to like veg out, I may just play Lord of the Rings online, hack away at some creatures, maybe do a couple quests, put it down. Um, I'm definitely not like completely sinking my teeth into this game and getting sucked into the MMO experience just because it's $15 a month if I want to get the VIP package and that will pretty much open the, the gateways to ride horse wherever you want, fast travel whenever you want, you know, um, as much storage space as you, as you need. Yeah. All of those things are unlocked and then it's a much more streamlined experience and you're not going to see those paywalls. Um, but I, I can't justify paying a subscription fee to a game when I can't predict when I'm going, when and when I'm not going to be able to play the game. That's true. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I might come back on the show next week and say, Ryan, I'm a subscriber. I'm sucked into this game. I haven't <laughs> slept in three days. I drank 15 monsters this week. But I love a 40. Yeah, Sorry. you know, you never know. But, um, you know, now that you're getting your PC, I'd love to kind of start co oping some games with you. Portal. That's the one I want. Oh, okay. Portal. I've never done that. You never played Portal? No. It's great. I haven't played the second one, but the co- the second one I think is co-op. Has ha- they had co-op in mind when they created it? Yeah. So we'll have to try that out. But Portal is such a iconic game. I mean, it's 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 like Minecraft or Tetris, you know, or Super Mario Brothers. It's just one of those games that you have to play. Yeah, I've seen gameplay, but it looks like so much fun. Oh, it's one of the most. It's like the simplest concept, and you look at it, it's like, how was this not done before? But playing it is a really cool experience, and the ending is is very memorable, memorable as well. Yeah. Pretty short game. I think you can beat that game in like five hours or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, you have to let me know. Um, but another game that I started last night, um, I really have like the Western medieval RPG mindset right now. Like I just want to keep playing those types of games. So I went on GOG and saw if there were any on sale, and lo and behold, one of the jankiest western rpgs was two dollars and fifty cents okay it was touted as being the oblivion killer when it was released back in like 2007 2008 two worlds have you ever heard of this game i've heard of it vaguely so it was on the xbox 360 um i think it was on the ps3 and definitely the pc but it was one of the most broken glitchy crazy messes so i'm gonna try and pull up a video, Ryan, of horses in two worlds. Okay. Horse movement, two worlds. It almost looks like the armor set of iron. <laughs> well, Ryan, look at this real quick. So listeners will hear it. This is you getting on a horse in two worlds. Oh. He can't even get on the freaking horse. And then him trying to ride it. <laughs> I mean, trying to control this thing, it looks like a nightmare. Isn't that fun to watch, like, play? 
Have you played it? I played it for like 30 minutes. I created my character and was kind of wandering around the world. And it definitely has the Oblivion aesthetic, like that open world, grassy fields, giant whatever open world to explore. I think they said it was like six times the size of Oblivion or something stupid like that. But size doesn't always compensate for quality, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely a broken mess. Size doesn't matter. It's the motion of the ocean. That, by that mean the horses, how they walk. It's right. But there's people that swear by this game. I mean, there's a ridiculous cult following. Pete swears by the game. He loved it. I mean, I was reading on forums and um, I was listening to the soundtrack at work yesterday because I'd anticipated buying it because I saw it was on sale. And the title theme is really pretty cool. So maybe I'll pull up the title theme music. We can listen to that. Um, but there are people commenting it saying, like, I want to go back to that game. I spent 600 hours in it. You know, like, it was the best game, best, R- best RPG I've ever played. Um, but yeah, that's Two Worlds opening song. It's pretty epic, actually. So this is the opening theme to Two Worlds. The title screen, I should say. Menu item. Menu intro. Very fantasy. Very literally. Then this lady starts singing. It's like... Well, it's very JRPG-esque. Yeah. You know? Did you like my uh, comment when you... Uh, last night? The year Akatosh, 443. Well, yeah. So I, okay, so I started playing Oblivion, and I sent Ryan a, a screenshot, a picture that I was starting it, and as I'm listening to this person narrate the opening sequence, Ryan literally didn't skip a beat. It's not like he looked this shit up. He texted me what the person was saying. Yeah. I was like, dude, there's something wrong with you. And it flies around the castle and then into the dungeon. It is a pretty epic opening. Yeah, it's um, what's his face? The bald dude, Professor X. Sir um, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah. The year is Akatosh four thirty. Wait, four forty three. Ryan, the listeners are not going to know a difference. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> you could have pulled any number out of the air and they wouldn't have cared. It was like, and these are the final hours of my life. And then it goes, dun, 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 dun. And you're just slowly, like, going around. Dun, 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 dun. Isn't that right? Yeah. You live in the year, Akatosh. Don't you? Yeah, you do. So Ryan's petting Scooby. Not me right now, I promise. <laughs> yeah, you just licked my hand, Rusty. <laughs> yeah. So, back to Two Worlds, I, I would love for you to play. We can actually co-op that game. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. That would be hilarious if we were, if we were um, had headsets on and were talking as we were playing that. Dude, we could do it side by side. That'd be even more ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but you need, to create a Geo, so, uh, you need to create a GOG account, which is literally signing, you know, submitting your email. Okay. Um, good old games. If you go this weekend, it's on sale for $2.50. Okay. So, you need to buy that. Um. But yeah, so Two Worlds was a little too much for me last night. I ended up playing um, Oblivion. Yes. But there's a lot of other Western RPGs that I saw on Steam that I, I didn't buy, but I'm very curious. So this is a, a call out to the listeners. If you know of any Western RPGs that you would suggest, PC or PS4, probably PC because I want to play an older game, let me know. Some of the more popular ones that I was seeing online were Risen. 
Um, that seems like a pretty popular series. The Gothic series looks pretty nice. Um, I don't need Elder Scrolls. I mean, I, I know what I'm getting with those experiences. Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of Amalar was another one. And then Nolan, friend of the show, actually, Young Nostalgia. He records an outstanding podcast. Doesn't that kind of look like a duck dragon? Sort of. Two towers or two worlds. Okay. Um, yeah, so Nolan. He records an excellent podcast with his buddy Ben. Check it out, Young Nostalgia. But he suggested I buy um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, which um, Scooby's crying. Which was a um, it came out last year or maybe it was earlier this year. wasn't held in the highest regards. It was also talked about as being, let's just say it was the two worlds of this generation. Um, definitely a lot more polished, but I think you couldn't really save wherever you wanted to. So there's uh-huh. a lot of backtracking and just wasn't the most polished of games, but. I like playing those janky messes, so if it is does go on sale, I'll add it to my Steam wish list and I'll check it out. But definitely pop into the Discord, hit me up, let me know if there's any Western RPGs you would suggest. Would love some recommendations. But that's really all I've been playing this week. I think I'm going to continue playing this new character build in Oblivion, which is more of a stealthy archer. Um, I think Dark Elf or High Elf. Yeah. Can't remember which one it was. Dark Elf. Dark Elf. And uh, Lord of the Rings Online. You know, every once in a while, pop in, I think. And then I'd like to play Rise of the Tomb Raider and Link's Awakening this week. Should be a packed week for next week, uh, games I've been playing recently. And maybe go to work once in a while. That's questionable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really all the games that we've been playing recently. We got some uh, questions on the Instagram, Ryan. Yeah. So, and I just caught, using my old rod, a magic carp. I'm proud of you. So after this, I'm going to be changing out my uh, Wingle for a Gyarados. Nice. Who can learn surf i and don't ho- think so let's check the googles on that oh nope the results are in ryan gyarados <laughs> cannot learn surf either I, i'm hoping he can learn ice beam he can can he oh yeah i think he like literally learns the move that's amazing because i need him for the dragon guy i'm pretty sure he does are you can you like sorry like a i'm cat like over here scratching a board fingering your computer that is weird <laughs> sup <laughs> Um, so if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Ari Lewis 2011 post updates when the show is going out, topics we're doing, and I also on the grams Ryan post a little query every Friday. Scooby's going ham on the couch. You want to make sure his bone didn't go in there. So typically, I'll I'll ask you guys to ask me a question, and then I'll also kind of present like, hey. What's your favorite something rather um, so that we can just get some more feedback from the listeners. So what I asked this week, Ryan, was tell us the first movie you saw in the movie theater. Okay. Do you remember the first movie you saw in theaters? See, I saw your question last night and I was going to respond, but I don't remember. I want to say it's like the one I remember going to is Lord of the Rings, the third one. Return of the King? Came on 2003. You were like 11. Yeah. I don't remember anything before that. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's probably a Disney movie, but that's the one I like distinctly remember. Yeah. Is going to, to that with my dad. The Iron Giant's the one I distinctly remember okay. most. That's a good one. Um, I cried. Yeah, I thought he died, but he didn't. So, happy ending in the end. Spoilers. Um, a couple people wrote in. Logan, friend of the show, wrote in with an, uh, or actually submitted an audio question last week, which which was fantastic, by the way. Um, the first movie he saw at the ripe age of probably, I don't know, six, was Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Brought to you by the great Marshall Mathers. I don't think I've seen that one. With Eminem? Are you kidding me? Eight Mile. 
Yeah, it's like his like little story about how he went from like street hood rat to Eminem. No, I've never seen that. Really? Yeah, no. Oh wow. Yeah, see, I remember I always went to my, remember my cool cousin Rob. Yes. So we'd always go over to his place when we wanted to watch something that my mom wouldn't allow us to watch. Oh. And that was one of those movies. That's gonna be me as an uncle to your kids. Oh, I know it is. Yeah, I'm already preparing for that. Right. Yeah. Go to watch Jurassic Park, and you're three. <laughs> well, funny you say that. No. <laughs> I can't go. I I can't be potty trained because every time I sit on a toilet, I'm eaten by a T Rex. Well, so Caitlin, friend of the show, she doesn't listen, but I work with her. She said Jurassic Park was the first movie she saw in theaters. It's such a good movie. So. Um, but yeah, we'd always go over to my cousin Rob's house to watch the things we weren't supposed to. And then whenever my sister went to bed, he and I would play Xbox until like some ungodly hour in the morning. I had very vivid memories playing Splinter Cell Chaos Theory and Halo 2. Oh, very nice. So, good stuff. But back to Logan's... Uh... Oh, he said he was five years old when he saw it. So that's not too bad. Okay. No, it's actually... About ho- the hood? Pretty terrible. But, uh... Good stuff. I don't even remember how old I was when I saw that. I don't even remember when the movie came out. It was early 2000s, I think. I'll be at least 27 when I see that. Yeah, good man. <laughs> good man. Um, he also wants to know, Ryan, your workout schedule and macros. Um, so I just change it up. So my workout schedule is generally, depending on the meetings I have, I like to go running in the morning at work. So that's... Um, my knees have been hurting because I did some like heavy uh, hack squats and leg presses so I've just been doing instead of sprints I've just been doing um, incline walking okay for like 400 calories <coughs> um, the my normal schedule I tried switching it up but I've been really tired recently to do um, chest and tries back and buys legs and then um, Those are all separate workouts. Those yeah. compound lifts, yeah. And then do one day of shoulders. Um, but usually it's just chest, back, legs, arms, shoulders, legs. So you get two leg days in one week. Ooh. Um, as far as macros, I just changed it up to about like 115 grams of fat, uh, 136 grams of carbs, and like 384 grams of protein <laughs> holy shit it it well i've increased my vegetables significantly mm-hmm. um it's like a filler um the only carbs i really get are like three pieces of bread the rest are from like croutons on my first salad and then like the lettuce and foliage of like broccoli but so it's a crap ton of vegetables um and that's four meals with like ranging from either 10 ounces of chicken or five ounces of chicken. Okay. Um, and two meals with um, protein powder. Nice. So a, a lot, lot of food. food. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to go back to intermittent fasting because it's easier. It's just going to be those meals are going to get larger to accommodate 3,000 calories. It's a lot of food, bro. A lot yeah. of food. Uh, Sean, also a friend of the show, says, Not first movie, but scarred into his memory, Polly. With Tony Tony Shalhoub, film reel lit on fire. Wait, what? The film reel lit on fire when he was seeing the movie. Oh, I've never heard of that happening. <laughs> Neither have I. I have seen Polly though. I remember renting that from Blockbuster with my mom, going back and seeing that. Like Is it the little robot thing? 
No, I think that's about a parakeet, Ryan. Oh, that's Wally. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Close. Pauly movie. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember seeing this. Yep. Great movie. 1998. I'm sure you rented it from Blockbuster 99. Uh, Sean also says he asked his parents. Good on him. He's committed to this show. He asked his parents. He asked his parents what the first movie they took him to. What? The questions that we're going over here oh. are the first movie theater. Where oh. the fuck are you? <laughs> well, I was like, well, it was we. You looked up something, and then you're like, he asked his parents. I was like, to, for what? Did he ask him to like to watch the first movie he ever watched, or like? Oh gosh, not about our question. Okay, so he asked his parents, and his, okay, cool. pa- his parents responded, Lion King was the first movie that they took him to. Oh, nice. That's outstanding. He's just as old as... I thought Sean was the same age as I am, which, if that's the case, he would have been one when he saw that. Wow, so, I bet he remembers all that movie. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Um, and then Caitlin, of course, to Jurassic Park, so good stuff. Um, not a ton of... Uh, not a ton of feedback on Instagrams this week. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. There's always next week, Ryan. Yes, do better, people. That's right. <laughs> I'm glad you think you're funny, Ryan. Yeah. Fucking step up your game, guys. <laughs> Dude, I'm so tired. Oh, gosh. All right. We got a lot of episode to go, right? I know. Okay. So, Nick Soriano, <laughs> Nick Knack on the Instagrams, writes into the Gmail, otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. You want to write into the show. I'm also hiring a co-host because Ryan just died. (laughs) So Nick Uh. writes in. He says, hey, guys, knick-knack, paddywhack, give a dog a bone here again. That's the first thing I thought of, too, when I heard his knick-knack. Well, I say it every time he writes in. Do you? Yeah. God, I'm original. (laughs) My question for you, good sirs, for today's podcast is what is one series, be it films, TV, etc., you guys would love to see a Lego game of? Excellent question, Nick. So, the question, Ryan, mm-hmm. the Lego series of games made by Traveler's Tales, I think, is the developer of those. Um, I think an outstanding <laughs> one would be the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z series. Yeah. I think just anime in general, like Avatar The Last Airbender would be That'd a pretty be awesome. neat. Um, God of War. <laughs> Lego tits. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just like painted on. No, no, I don't think um, so. I mean, it's really you want something with a lot of characters. So Dragon Ball Z would be perfect. It would be. Um, I feel like they've already done some of the greatest franchises. Yeah, like so. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, yeah. Marvel. Um, I'm looking over my shelf over there. Trying to think what would be interesting gameplay. Yeah. Once it kind of revolve it and adapt it from the films or TV show to the Lego game, it has to have some... A pretty consistent arc, right? Um, and, and major plot points that they could pinpoint for level design, um, which they, of course, did for the Lord of the Rings movies and Harry Potter movies. Um, but also has to have an established world that you can have as a hub to travel from one place to the next. Um, and I think Dragon Ball Z would be great for that. Yeah, that's the perfect answer. Okay, well, we're well, all about- you, could, you could get all the like Lego versions of all the Saiyan levels. And you could get, like, older version, future versions, like, all the, like, 30 versions of Cell and Frieza and Cooler and Fridge and, like, all, everyone. <laughs> you are so tired. Well, Cooler's a thing. I don't know if Fridge is, but I think Goku's, like, salad. 
All right. I don't even know what the no, heck no, you're no, saying the, anymore. So all of the Go or uh, Dragon Ball Z characters translate to food. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Remember, this is an <laughs> educational program, yeah. folks. You're um, welcome. It'll be on one of your tests. That's right. We should probably get into the uh, hypotheticals because this episode is just going to get crazier and crazier, and the shit Ryan says is going to get pretty much more nonsensical. <laughs> yes. So prepare yourselves for that because prepare he's exhausted yourself. and sick. And uh, we've got 10 hypothetical questions to get into, Ryan. Yeah. Well, I'm sick. And then, like, I've been sleeping in different beds because I'm a whore (laughs) 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 for the last week. (laughs) And, like, being (laughs) being home, it just, like, threw me off. So, like, I went to bed. I was runescaping kind of too late. And I went to bed at, like, 11. And then I woke up at 4, and I've been up ever since. So, like... I think it's because I'm not used to my bed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you almost spit that out. Yeah, I was ever. trying to drink my, uh, my Powerade. It wasn't going so well. Ryan's a funny guy. Thank you again for everyone writing into the Instagrams. And, of course, Nick for coming in strong with the emails. Again, if you want to write into the show, topics, or uh, I should say suggestions that you want us to talk about, or just, you know, ridiculous questions, anything that makes the show better, Podcast at gmail.com. The first hypothetical we have here, Ryan... Banquet of Lovers. Ooh. You ready for this? Short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, Chuck Klosterman's hypotheticals. I forgot to do an intro, Ryan. We've done it a couple times in the episode. If you don't know, Chuck Klosterman is a fantastic uh, philosopher. Not really. But he does not like small talk. And so he no. created these 50 insane conversation starters that Ryan and I have talked at length about over a couple episodes. Um, you can go back in the episode catalog and, and check those out. But uh, we're doing 10 more for you guys today. So this first one. Banquet of lovers. Every person you have ever slept with is invited to a banquet where you are the guest of honor. No one will be in attendance except you, the collection of your former lovers and the catering service. After the meal, you were asked to give a 15-minute speech to the assembly. What do you talk about? This is a really interesting question. And Ryan, we're going to have to talk about things that we haven't talked about before. (laughs) Uh, Losing our virginity. Okay. So, um... Do we want to get into this? <laughs> so let's not make Fuck it. Let's not make, <laughs> let's not make it awkward for Ryan. That was probably really loud. It was. The audio levels were <laughs> through the roof. I'm sorry. Okay. Um So how do I go about saying this without just saying it? The only, Ryan Derek. the only person I've slept with is my wife. So she's the only one in attendance, so we'd probably just talk about how our day at work was. Yeah. I guess. We're not describing the acts. We're just... Oh, sorry. I don't know what I was thinking there. Yeah, how work was. What, dude, <laughs> you need some coffee or something. It's just a stream of nonsense. You're, like, not making any sense. No, no, no I was, like... I interpreted that totally differently. Like, because I was, I was thinking that you're, like... What do you talk about? And then I, I took it as like describe it. I was like, we don't need to describe anything. No, like I'm. It, what do you talk about? Work. R- real thrilling there. No, so okay, Ryan, your sexual encounters. Those those people. They're all in this room, right? Yes. So after this delicious, delectable eight course meal that you've consumed, like seven pounds of steak, a couple pieces of cheesecake, you know, some brownies, you know, whatever, you know. Get yeah. creative. Maybe some ramen or something. 
and then you have to take the stage and there's no Bilbo baggaging your way out of this like you have to you have to talk to these people for 15 minutes god what do I talk about it's just hmm I mean partially I'd want to throw out like some uncomfortable antidote just to like see how everyone would react that sounds very Ryan on brand (laughs) but since I can't Bilbo my way out of it I don't know if I'd do that Probably like the weather. Like, oh, yeah, so uh, Texas and that 30 inches of rain, like, it's pretty wet. <laughs> like, just like, do like a lot of sexual innuendos just to like make it super uncomfortable. Yeah. And they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, they're all like looking at each other like, I've heard of you before. Like, yo, I don't want to like, since my old boss listens, I don't want to get like explicit on this one. That's fine. But I, yeah, um, but yeah, I would probably just do a bunch of innuendos and like just make uncomfortable eye contact for too long. But, like, yeah, so uh, I was uh, swimming in this pond and I had to scrape the bottom with this long pole, <laughs> and, <laughs> like, because I had to make sure that like nothing bad was floating in there. And just like <laughs> wide-eyed, looking at them, like head tilted. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was an interesting card. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Yeah. Nothing that we can like. Long answer. Yeah, I mean, it, it's such an awkward question, and I don't think you guys want to hear about our sexual encounters. If you did, well, that's just creepy. So we're not going to do that. Um, yeah, there was this lizard person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We always come back to lizard Actually, people. Bestiality is a bad thing so what's that what okay (laughs) vampire weekend is the next one ryan you ready to move on yes i am (laughs) please (laughs) get me out of that one it's the evening before your wedding everything is going as planned you are spending the afternoon with a few old friends chatting casually about old times suddenly your spouse-to-be bursts into the room totally hysterical your spouse-to-be insists that he or she has just seen a vampire when you ask what this means he or she says, quote, I was looking out the window of my hotel room, and I can see into the apartment building across the street. That's when I saw the vampire. I saw a man in a black cape bite a woman's neck, drink her blood, and drink her blood. I know this must sound crazy, but I am certain that is what I saw. Your perspective and sober spouse is in a state of panic and pleads with you to believe his or her story. You can tell that this is really, really important to him or her. Knowing the fragility of the situation and the intense intensity of the timing, do you tell your potential spouse that you do, in fact, completely uh, believe that he or she saw a vampire across the street? All of your old friends are watching this conversation. That was a lot of words to say very little. Yeah. So, in short, do you believe, or, like, do you, how do you answer? I, I think I would be like, one, let's go back to where you spotted this. Hey, yo, crazy bitch budget. <laughs> well, and then two, it's if we don't see anything, then let's let's map out which window they were in and then go across the street and check this out. Well, yeah. Well, I'm thinking of who I would have in my, like, bride's party or, like, groomsmen. And it would be Matt and, like, Tim. So if, like, he hears vampire... He's already got like a tattoo, like the supernatural tattoo. So he's not getting possessed by anything. And just in case the vampire brought some demons along. Yeah. So we'd probably like, 
rip off one of the legs of a chair and sharpen it down with like some hatchet he has with him. Yeah. He carries one of those, by the way. Yeah, he Yeah. Well, like the first time he met my dad, um, when I introduced my man friend to my dad, yeah, he's like, Hey, can you ask your dad if I can bring my gun into your house? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, sure. And Ted's like, What the hell is this? Yeah. Like and uh yeah, so he came in and he had his gun and was just chilling, talking to my dad for the first time. Yikes. Yeah. So we would prepare with garlic, just in case, and mm-hmm. steaks. Um, we, we're probably not going to Van Helsing this, but we'll do our best to look like Hugh Jackman. Okay. And You've got uh, the beard. You need to grow out your hair a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll just change your accents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, need to get like a long trench coat, a nice hat, some boots. Yeah, and Kate Beckinsale. Well, good luck on that one. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> Apparently she's crazy. Well, she's also dating uh, Pete Davidson. I don't know who that is. Previous romance with Ariana Grande. Oh, okay. Yeah. That clears that up. He's very strange looking. He's on SNL. Okay. He kind of looks like a vampire. Well, actually. she like in her spare time dresses up in like the two-pieced horse uniforms and like tra- prances around. Hmm. Well, it doesn't surprise me because I think she's dating a vampire herself in Pete Davidson. Okay. He just doesn't look like he sleeps a whole lot. I can relate. And he's very pale. I can't. You can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we'd probably, like, prepare for the worst and then, like, go investigate. And, yeah, I mean, we want her feeling protected and we, we want to kill some vampires. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like being a vampire would be fun. I could do it. You think so? Yeah. Depends on what type of vampire you are. If you're like the vampire from, uh, I almost said Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, Skyrim, with the like the creepy wings, like the um, vampire lords. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I could keep a low profile, but if I was like the Dracula one, who's a uh, Tywin Lannister, mm-hmm. he's like Dracula or like um, like the vampire demon thing in that dracula movie with the dude um, who shot down smog mm -hmm. luke evans yeah and he's just in a a nice black suit on black undershirt walking around like a badass i think i could be um david boreanis i could be angel you ever seen buffy the vampire slayer david boreanis yeah you've you've seen bones right the investigation yeah so that's him oh okay that's his real guy that's his name in real life boreanis yeah dude he's a beast (laughs) What kind of nationality a name is that? Everything. (laughs) Yeah, it's Russian. Actually, so, Boreanis. That sounds like Italian almost. Could be. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. God, that makes him not Italian then. Well, no, it makes him awesome is what it makes him. Okay. Speaking of the Steelers, AB was released from the Patriots yesterday. I saw that, yeah, Yeah. this morning. You know, part of me almost feels bad for the guy. Do you, though? Well, okay, let's take a step back. I am in no way an advocate of sexual abuse. If, in fact, the sexual allegations that have come out are true, yeah, no patience, respect, or anything for that. Let's make that abundantly clear. Um, but just everything that's happened to him... Like um, having to change the helmets? Well, I mean, he's... I, I literally think he has, like, mental issues. I don't think he's... Probably because he's concussed too many times. Yeah, I mean, I literally don't think he's mentally stable. Um, I mean, the, the temper tantrums and craziness that happened in Oakland is one thing. Um... But even just him as a person on the Steelers, he just seemed a little off. But um, his talent is remarkable, and it's it's going to be really sad if that's just completely dead because of 
how he's just completely thrown away his career. But we're not talking about sports in this podcast, Ryan. We're talking about vampires. <laughs> we already talked about that one to death, I think. Uh, but yeah, I'd be a David Boreanaz angel. Um, okay. Vampire. His name's Angel. I wouldn't be an angelic vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird hybrid. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Good stuff. This next one, artistic telekinesis, Ryan. Ooh. You ready for this? Let us assume that you have the ability to telekinetically change culture while you actively experience it. Your mind can now dictate what you see and hear. For example, if you were listening to Pearl Jam's Yield and you wanted the music to be heavier, it would immediately sound as though Mike McCready's guitar had been tuned differently in the studio. If you were watching The Office on NBC and decided that Jim should marry Pam or Karen or both, you could make it happen. All you would need to do is think about that specific desire. You could stare at an oil painting and unconsciously change the color contrasts. If a PG-13 romantic grew dull, you could force it to evolve into an eroticized NC-17 thriller. You could essentially write books as you read them, eliminating certain characters and redirecting plot points as they occurred in the text. Gosh, wouldn't that have been a godsend while watching the last season of Game of Thrones, Ryan? However, such changes would only apply to your experience. You could kill off Han Solo at the end of Return of the Jedi, but that would not change the movie for anyone else. All other people would possess the same personal psychic powers as you. Would you want this ability, and if this became reality, would art retain any meaning whatsoever? No! That would be awesome. Really? Yeah. Like, everything can change at my fingertips. God, I'd be a god. <laughs> well, <I> think... <laughs> That'd be awesome. But I'd love the ability to go back. Like, I could tur- not turn it on and off, but like, like, oh, it'd be cool if whatever. But not, like, I feel like I have to squint harder if I wanted it to change. Versus, like, what if this happened? And not, like, make it happen kind of thing. I think having the ability but not always exercising it is cool yeah. because Lord of the Rings for me like is... Like a love triangle between Sam, Frodo, and uh, Smeagol. Like I think Lord of the Rings as it is is cinematic perfection and like I wouldn't want to alter that. The Last Jedi is I don't have, cinematic garbage. I don't have the artistic ability or mindset to think and conjure up like the perfect arc for the characters and how the battle in the throne room would have gone. I mean, ideally I would have wanted... Luke to be there with his green lightsaber, like just going all out force craziness Dude. as a Jedi master. We've talked about this, but to be able to write a cohesive, sensical plot, I don't think I could do. You could, because you have that creativity and artistic mindset. Um, so for you, I think it'd be one of the greatest things. Oh, I'd lose. I would never leave my house. Yeah. I'd just be watching and reading, and oh, it'd be great. Yeah, well, you would literally lose yourself in like these worlds because you. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, alter them and. I'd be like the guy who was in like Make Love Not World Word, Warcraft. World Warcraft, mm-hmm. who's just sitting on his couch clicking with the Sword of a Thousand Truths. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me. Except like staring at a TV as I like minute like, it would be really cool because all the actors would still be acting out these movies. Yeah, but just in the like how you want them to. All right, so Ryan, let's take three, maybe four pieces of media, and we'll do this on the spot here. So movie, could be a trilogy, doesn't matter. Movie, book, TV show, video game. What are four examples that you'd want to alter while watching it? Oh, I think The Last Jedi. For movie. For, yeah. 
Definitely. How would uh, you, high level, change the plot? Well, I'd get rid of Rose Tika. I wouldn't have them go to a casino planet. I wouldn't do a long, drawn-out chase scene with no like relevance. Um, I would probably have... They could still go to Crete or Crate. That's a cool planet. Because it's a cool planet visually, like with the red and the contrast and the like oversaturation of the sky was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd have Snoke be on the battlefield. Kylo Ren, he could turn to the light side. Uh, with- At what part, you think? Like when they... <laughs> Kill Snoke? It would be a battle, and basically, Luke would end up bringing him back to the light side, mm-hmm. and Snoke would end up bringing Ray to the dark side. Oh, and it'd be a two-on-two battle: um, the Skywalkers versus some no-named kid. I don't give a shit if Ray has parents. I think she's a Skywalker. She could be, or she could be. I mean, maybe she's a manipulation of the Force, mm-hmm. like um, Anakin was with, from Sidious. Uh, but I w- it would be cool if she had some tie to the dark side. She didn't have to necessarily be Sidious's kid. But well, like. here's so let me interject real quick. So there's going to be a Skywalker book released after Rise of Skywalker comes to theaters. Yeah, and it's basically this comprehensive book over the course of the entire saga, and it's told in the perspective, literally on the back of the the book. It describes. The book is written in such a way that it's in the perspective of the Skywalker family, including Anakin, Leia, Luke, and Rey. It literally says that because Star Wars Theory did a a video on it. And since that description has already been leaked and released, why the F would Rey's name be there if she's not a Skywalker? Yeah. So Star Wars Theory did a video on it. And so my guess is there's going to be some retconning of Ryan Johnson's direction and clearly and then somehow she's going to be a Skywalker. Yeah, Luke could have a kid and she could be like the stand-in for the kid he had with like Mara Ray or Mara Jade or something like Jade. that. Jade. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so continue with your last Jedi. Yeah, so like she would turn to the dark side and it would be Snoke doing all his like Sith stuff. Ray would have a dual like dual wielding. I mean cuz basically the red lightsabers are pouring all your pain and suffering into the crystal, and that's why they turn red. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could see as she turns to the dark side and, like, all of her hate and anger at, like, not knowing her parents and, like, the abandonment and, like... Because that's child abuse. Abandonment is, like, psychological... Uh, not torture, but, like, abuse. Mm-hmm. So she would pour all that anger and, like... She could have her dual wielding blue lightsaber because her staff is basically that, and like she would have it at her side, and then she would just like be like you could see the intensity of her like losing her shit, Mm -hmm. and you like leaking out from the center of like the lightsaber would just be this like dark crimson red as it slowly envelops all the blue as the crystals turn to the dark side that would have been an incredible sequence and especially because right? ryan johnson is so you got to give the man props for his cinematography and how he shoots certain scenes with wide you know camera shots yeah that scene would have been brilliantly shot right and the color change would have been like this oh shit moment that would have probably been one of the most amazing scenes in all of star wars right and then you could have her expression be the same as um princess zula from uh avatar last airbender where she's like the one who 
uh, Zuko's sister who's okay. shooting lightning. Yeah. And at the very end, she's just unhinged and she has this like crazed look. Her hair's all like messed up and she had like cut it at a weird angle. Because Zuko ends up being a good guy, right? He, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she ends up like just losing it and just shooting lightning everywhere and like everyone hates her and like that could be her style. Okay, so how does this come to an end? They have a big battle, but like what's the conclusion that leads into nine? Luke dies. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you could kill off Luke. That's cool. You just want to have him go after he is a badass. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just going toe-to-toe with Snoke, and, like, it looks like he's going to overpower him, and then Rey just Darth Mauls him, like, stabs him through Earth. Uh, What is it? Kylo, you mean? No. He, um, Qui-Gon Jinns him. Like, she does, like, her spin attacks, and they're fighting, and, like, there's lightning everywhere. And oh, she, then she turns around and like she's do, maybe she's doing one, <clears throat> and then she just turns on the second one and stabs him through the like mm-hmm. the torso, Luke. And then yeah. like because it it would tie in that f- episode one, yeah. And then he would go out and he could force ghosts in the second one. Um, yeah, I would love that. That would be really cool to see. Snoke would use force lightning. Kylo can use a green like. T sword or whatever he has. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that was a long drawn out answer, but um, and that was just one of the four things. But yeah, so I mean, I guess we don't have to go into each and every single one because we could probably do a whole episode on this. Um, but I guess what's it? I mean, for me, a TV show is clearly. Um, I think I. I guess I would pick two. Lost. I'd maybe kind of trim some of the fat there. I when I watched, it, I didn't think there was any fat. I really liked it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're I, right. I didn't spread it out. So, like, it would be one of the... Se- or was it season three or four or whatever? Yeah. Could be slow if you're watching week to week. And I think that's the thing. I, I watched watch- it binged. Yeah, and so I didn't have that luxury when I watched it. And so I think <coughs> for viewers, they were just getting tired of them just bringing all kinds of ridiculous stuff into the show. Yeah. Um, and not answering any of the questions they've already raised. Um, and so for as a list or as a watcher live, it was getting ridiculous. I mean, I stuck it out and I watched the whole show and it to this day is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, but yeah, if you have the ability to just binge it, it's outstanding all the way yeah. through. Um, but Game of Thrones, undoubtedly, I think the the conclusion that they reached was inevitable. You know, spoiler alert if you've not watched Game of Thrones and you intend to. You should have by now. Yeah, fast forward like a minute or two. I mean Danny Dying at the end and being killed by Jon Snow because she turned into this unhinged leader just as her father did was going to happen from the moment George R. R. Martin put his pen to paper. Yeah. Um, but getting there in six hours when she had just fallen in love with Jon seemingly days ago mm-hmm. seemed way rushed. We've already had this conversation. Yes. Um, but if they did that over two seasons or even three, so if they had season eight, nine, and ten. I think 10 would have been a perfect, cohesive uh, way of telling Martin's story for Game of Thrones. Um, And even if each season was like six episodes, so season eight was six, nine was six, and 10 was six, I think just a lot more development of the characters, um, seeing a lot more of Arya and what's-his-face interact, the guy- Gendry. Gendry, um, so that it wasn't so soul-crushing when he asked her to marry him. And she just said no. You know, if you had more... I mean, you had all of season five when she went to the Faceless Men to develop, 
her character to know that she wasn't going to have any kind of romantic relationship with someone because she was kind of giving her light her herself to this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you kind of got that little sense of hope when she went up to him and they had sex before the um, the Battle of uh, Winterfell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have liked a lot more character development and um, certainly seeing Danny become more unhinged over the course of two seasons. I think going into season 10, we would have known like, all right, it's not a matter of if, it's when. That yeah. she's going to light up. Or at the end, she, she turns and does some crazy shit at like the... <coughs> Excuse me. The end of season nine. Yeah. Like, she, you were like, oh, shit, she just turned. And then that's how they end the season. Or even if season nine was her lighting up King's Landing, and then in ten we have to deal with the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you have one and two for, for like, the politics of, like, all right, well, who is the, the new king, you know? Um, and then also kind of figuring out, okay, John and Tyrion are both in jail. Like, who's something needs to be done with Danny. Yeah, and you could, like, because John goes north of the wall at the end, you could have him explore, like, go up to where the, for, it's forever winter. Yeah. Where the Night King used to live, and you could see, like, the ice thrones and, like, all of that, which would be really cool. Him settling down there would have been cool to see that, you know, kind of all come together. Yeah. Um, instead of them just walking away. You could have, like, a Narnia-style throne room with, like, with the two princes and the two, because in Narnia there was the two princess and two princesses and two princes. Maybe it's been a while. Since yeah, I've... Edmund, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> whoever else. It doesn't matter. Tom and. Um, so yeah, I think from a TV show perspective, that would be the one I would change. Um, books tough, just because I haven't read a lot of books. I don't read. Lately? So I guess we'll probably skip that Well, you know, we could change around math equations and, like, screw up gravity. We could change up calculus textbooks, (laughs) Ryan. That's true. Make it more interesting. Um, But, yeah, I think movie, I'm on the same page as as you as far as Last Jedi. Video game? um, Hmm. What have I played recently that I want to change in real time? The problem is, like, all the video games I've played, the video games I buy are decently thought out besides like poi like uh, we changed hey, the plot line of poi that's right <laughs> a uh, little 3d platformer yeah maybe his wife's not missing maybe they just went through a rough divorce and he's trying to rekindle his marriage <laughs> that's true that's in his true. old age not she died and i'm trying to get some book pins yeah um like all the games i buy are generally like i i've researched it's triple a developers yeah they're how god of war they're averaging like an 85 on metacritic or, or better yeah, spider-man <laughs> like all of those i really enjoyed um that's fair what video games would i change yeah i don't know i mean it's tough to think off the cuff what i would alter because like you said um most of the games i play i play the new pokemon and give it a national pokedex well, certainly, I would just come on, Game Freak. Destroy Pokemon Sun and Moon so those games never existed. That's what I would do. <laughs> it's probably for the and point. all the Pokemon that came along yeah, with those games. Come on, Top Taku Poco, or whatever you are. Yeah. Or like those like totem battles. Oh yeah, terrible. Or, so like, all that to say, I think it's an interesting power. Um, Tapu Koko. As long as you'd be mindful of when you exercise it, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't affect anyone else. And that's the cool like, thing. I would, I would love to affect Star Wars Last Jedi for everyone else. I think you and a lot of people would, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So let's keep going. We're an angry nerd community. That's right. This next one, Ryan, a life in film. For whatever the reason, two unauthorized movies are made about your life. The first is an independently released documentary, primarily comp- uh, comprised of interviews with people you know um, or who know you and bootleg footage from your actual life. Critics are describing the documentary as brutally honest and relentlessly fair. Meanwhile, Columbia TriStar has produced a big-budget biopic of your life, casting major Hollywood stars as you and all of your acquaintances. Though the movie is based on actual events, screenwriters have taken some liberties with the facts, particularly your... What is this? Particularly your involvement with the Beard Club. Interesting. <laughs> uh, critics are split on the artistic merits it's of the this... the Beard Society now. <laughs> yeah. And it's a nationwide non-profit epidemic spreading beards across the world (laughs) and we provide water and beards to south africa (laughs) (laughs) critics are split on on the artistic merits of this fictionalized account but audiences love it can you imagine just i'm I'm like digging wells in africa and then i'm giving people like paste on beards (laughs) like this is the weirdest like Oh, man. Prostatization of, like, a beard religion. Okay, so, Ryan. So, sorry. Which film would you be the most, uh, would you be more interested in seeing? You have this documentary that's brutally and relentlessly fair, um, or this big budget biopic of your life casting major Hollywood stars, and it's, like, this big, you know, summer blockbuster movie. Oh, the second one, for sure. About your life. Like, I would love, well, because brutally honest and, like, just mundane, like, Cool. Let's shit on my life. Your dad just is in like some uh, interrogation room. You're just like, yeah, we never should have had him. Yeah, <laughs> he was a mistake. Yeah, like, I know he's the first, and usually it's the second one is the mistake. Sorry, Lauren, but other way around. Yeah, like, Lauren was planned. You weren't. <laughs> it's like, oh, <aw. laughs> like just you're like rethinking everything. It's like, here's Ryan going through his routine. He eats. He works. He goes to the gym. Day two. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. like, I um, do, I, and it was like, or like, um, the guy who is the uh, military dude in Avatar would play me. What? Okay, you know Blue People Avatar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the dude with like the cut oh, hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes and a nose yeah. and a mouth. Uh, no, he'd be he has, perfect. Yeah, God, I have those. We're basically brothers. Um, no, oh, he uh, he has like the military like short hair. Just cut. stop trying, Ryan. Yeah, just, just that's who up. I would have. Play just throw me. in the towel. They'd be like, "Oh, Ryan, is he gonna dodge grenades on the way to his high school?" <laughs> and there's like just explosions everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Just beating up pimps. Like, dude, you're in the third grade. Oh, I was a badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I think for the purposes of my life, I wouldn't want it like over Hollywood drama- dramatized. I would want the brutally honest, relentlessly fair, bi- uh, not biopic, um, documentary. Why? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that's going to be the purpose of the book I'm writing, right? I mean, that's... That's true. And I think part of that book is going to be my mom, my dad, my sister, and even Lauren writing a piece of it about how they coped, their perspective, and things like that, which would be, you know, that would be uh, captured in this movie anyways. 
So. That's true. So you'd have the work done for you instead of you actually doing it. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. For more video games. <laughs> I'm waiting for... Uh... No, it would just be brutally honest. It's just like the back of your head for like three hours as you play a game. <laughs> <laughs> just That's it. It's like you don't even see the TV because of like where it is, like the different... Like how it's set. Like it's blurred out in the background and it's just a really high res evolution of your hair. And, like, there's this one thing of dandruff that, like, bugs <laughs> everyone in the audience, yeah. and that's it. And just a high res of your hair. But you got one of those, like, side head cuts. Yeah. That makes you look like a douche, and you're like, God, just this guy is just boring. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I'm drinking some White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> and you have your pumpkin spice latte. You're like, God, he's basic, and he's boring, and he has a singular piece of dandruff. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate him. <laughs> Oh man! I don't want him as my brother-in-law. It's just like, oh, like there's me like talking over the interview, like the interview was like, dude, I really should have said no. Like I should have said Lauren's like engaged now. Like when we were at the, yeah. Oh, good stuff, Ryan. <laughs> Want to go on to the next one? Yes, please. Shaquille in the shower. Oh. So here we go. You come home from an afternoon of shopping, expecting your residence to be empty. However, upon entering your front door, you immediately sense that something is strange. Mm. The entire place smells like marijuana and roses. <laughs> ah. There's a briefcase sitting in the middle of your living room floor, filled with diamonds and Christmas cookies. <laughs> you can hear. The I can't sh- tell if you're making this up or not. Is that legit? I'm not the that cards creative. <laughs> no. Okay. You marijuana can- and roses and diamonds and cookies. Christmas cookies, to be exact. You can oh. hear the shower running, and when you open the door to the bathroom, you realize that the man using the shower is basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal. A naked shack peers at you <laughs> from behind the shower. Three foot cock <laughs> hits you in the face. You're concussed. You see stars. <laughs> what do you do now? You yeah. wake up. What is your next course of action? Choose. Do you wed him? <laughs> or do you marry him to a horse? <laughs> I'm crying, folks. A naked check peers at you from behind the shower curtain and smiles enthusiastically, but says nothing. <laughs> he then returns to washing himself. Smooth jazz plays in the background. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he then returns to washing himself. When you ask O'Neill what he is doing in your home, he simply says, I don't remember. Do you call the police? No, I hop into the shower with him and rub his back. <laughs> Obviously. And wash his head with some head and shoulder shampoo. Yeah, but I have to get a stool first because I can't reach his head. (laughs) That's true. One of them. Yeah. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Rudimentary magician, Ryan. That's the next next one here. Okay. We're just moving right along. Yes. We we destroyed that card. (laughs) Um, Rudimentary magician reads... Let us assume you have a rudimentary magician. Let's also assume that he can do five simple tricks. He can pull a rabbit out of his hat. He can make oh, a... Sorry, I just kicked you in the head, dog. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't mean it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Um, he can do five simple tricks, Ryan. He can pull a rabbit out of his hat. He can make a coin disappear. He can turn the ace of spades into the joker card. And he can do two others in a similar vein. These are his only tricks, and he can't learn any more. He can do these five. However, it turns out that he's doing these five tricks with real magic. 
Oh. It's not an illusion. He can actually conjure the bunny out of the ether, and he can move the coin through space. He's legitimately magical, but extremely limited in scope and influence. <laughs> like the, okay. Would this person be more impressive than Albert Einstein? Yes. Why? Because he's using magic. <laughs> Everything like Einstein did was like within the confines of reality or within the natural like logical world. But he magic created is... EMC E equals MC squared, Ryan. Cool. I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I think the original equation was actually uh, a variant of that. Oh really? Yeah. It was like E divided by or like whatever when you do you move it around a bit like divide some things and yeah. yeah i think i just would want to be a fly on the wall and just watch him or like watch footage of him for like a week-long period particularly when he was like trying to yeah but he's not cool unless he's like equation. chucking cards at like like what's that magic-y x-men guy oh yeah there's a stick gambit gambit yeah, no, I can I, see him. Like, he murders audience members by chucking cards. I've seen some people throw cards and, like, <laughs> chop up a watermelon. Have you seen those guys? No. It's like a little Asian kid. Ryan, we've talked about this. I don't go down the YouTube rabbit hole that you go down. <laughs> That's true. Like, he was, like, chucking these cards so fast into, like, wood that they would stick. Yikes. I don't know. I, I think I would rather talk with... You know, have some coffee. You know, share a cup of coffee. Not literally share, but enjoy a cup of coffee with Albert Einstein. Pick his brain sip a bit. Sip for sip. Yeah. Side by side. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if I want to... It would be pretty cool, right, to see this magician. But I don't know. For me, it's Albert. Wait, it's... You either spend the time with Albert or with this mage? Not necessarily. It's just saying which would be more impressive. Yeah. I would rather spend time with, like, a dude who can evade a cadaver and, like... He can disapparate or whatever they think, like teleport places. Well, I don't think and that was like, one of his tricks. He's pretty he, limited well, he, in scope. he pulled a rabbit out of the hat, and then the next evolution when he levels up is going to be like going into the dimension that the rabbits came from. Okay. Which is probably the, like he's pulling them off the island in Japan that has a million rabbits. Probably right. And that's teleportation right there. So he, he then he can like do some Albert Einstein stuff and figure out how it works and write a few textbooks. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and then there's wizards everywhere. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> like seriously, you need to get some coffee or something. Yeah, probably get some help. Forever seventy five, Ryan. Is this next card? Okay. You celebrate your seventy fifth birthday in good health. As far as you can tell, I just got an email from work. Don't do it. You are a spry, relatively normal 75-year-old, and this condition does not seem to change over time. When you celebrate your 80th birthday, you look and feel exactly as you did on your 75th. When you hit your 90th, you still look and feel 75. On your 100th birthday, you realize that most of your friends are now dead or dying. <laughs> but physically, you are the same independent person you were 25 years ago. You hit age 111. Not really, it's 110, but I wanted to make it more interesting in a Lord yeah. of the Rings reference. With the same results, every year you are celebrating a new birthday without physically evolving beyond the age of 75. Doctors have no explanation for this inexplicable stasis. How old would you have to be before you would start to seriously believe that you are immortal? 364. Why that number? <laughs> why, why not? <laughs> okay. I think, um, well, first of all, 
I don't have the genetics to live to 75, let alone 110. Well, I mean, your knees are that of a 90-year-old now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you at 75, you would just be wheelchairing everywhere. I would be. Um, or you'd be a cyborg, and by the time you're 300, or um, since you're immortal... I'd basically be Darth Vader. Yeah. I wouldn't even have any limbs Or, like, anymore. Terminator. Yeah. And then, Yeah. No, I mean, ideally, I guess maybe a separate question or conversation. What would be the age you'd like to live until? I mean, I wouldn't see any value. 85. Va- yeah, I wouldn't see any value in certainly living beyond my friend's lives, but definitely not beyond Lauren's life. Like, I would yeah. just, I would, I feel like if by some crazy miracle, Lauren and I live in our old age and I outlive her, it's not happening. Let me assure you. Um, I think I'd probably die within like a year. Like my body would just go away because I would like lose any sense of need to live. <laughs> need to live, yeah. And that's typically what happens with elderly folks. Like if the wife or husband dies, they go shortly. The after. other one goes shortly after. Yeah, and like I would also hate to be seventy-five and like since Alzheimer's runs in my family. Yeah, have my mind gone, and yeah. th- the dog is like deep throating my hand. Uh, <laughs> no, like I would hate to have my mind gone and then have to live another hundred years. In is it your dad? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that would just be sad, and I think that's why I wanted in general eighty five. I think is a good run. Yep. No, I think so too. Um, I guess the question though asks about you know. I think a more immortality would probably I think. Like 124 or something around there is the highest. Yeah. So maybe like 150. I, I think I'd be questioning at like 130. Even like 125. Well, you, you have to have some safety margin, right? Like a t- standard deviation or two. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You got your 68, 95, 199 percent. Yes. Deviation curves. That's right. Uh, it's been a while since I was in a statistics class. I Ryan. know. <laughs> it was also the only class I got a B in. In college, at least, my, at least my undergrad. Okay, um, I've gotten a decent amount of B's because I was <laughs> in a, a prude. <laughs> yeah, well, I also didn't get out much in college, so yeah, that was yeah. Well, not. the thing is, like, I'm not telling the listeners to like be mediocre, but like, stuff outside of just getting straight A's are equally as important. Mm-hmm. Like your extracurricular activities, 100%. or like, I don't know, having a life. Yeah, social. Don't be yeah. a fucking nerd. Thank you. I appreciate it. On a video game podcast. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> Dude, you're, I'm a, real you're a piece form. of work and a half today. I know. Um, <laughs> no, I identify as a nerd, so. Me too, Ryan. Me too. You're in good company here on the Otaka Brothers podcast, yeah. as are the it's listeners. It's a warm blanket of love. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Ryan, we've got three more of these to go. Uh, let's see. What do we want to say for last year? It doesn't matter. Let's just start with Canadian football future. Okay. As the final trio of cards here. Here's another mouthful. Someone builds an optical portal that allows you to see a vision of your own life in the future. It's essentially a crystal ball. It's basically a Palantir, Ryan. It's a crystal (laughs) ball that shows you a randomly selected image of what your life will be like in 20 years. You can only see into this portal for 30 seconds when you finally peer into the crystal you see yourself in a living room two decades older than you are today with a bullet wound to the head you're on the floor bleeding out not really holy shit (laughs) that got real what are the crimes you committed (laughs) who killed you you were watching a canadian football league 
Oh, wait. You're watching a Canadian football game, and you are extremely happy. You're wearing a Canadian Football League jersey. Your chair is surrounded by books and magazines that promote the Canadian Football League, and there are CFL pennants covering your walls. Holy cow. You were alone in the room, but you were gleefully muttering about historical moments in Canadian football history. It becomes clear that for some unknown reason, you are becoming, you've become obsessed with Canadian football. And this future is static and absolute. No matter what you do, this future will happen. The optical portal is never wrong. This destiny cannot be changed. The next day, you are flipping through television channels and randomly come across a preseason CFL game between Toronto Argonauts and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Knowing your inevitable future... Do you watch it, Ryan? Do I have a choice? I guess you don't really. I mean, you do, but you don't have a... Why the Canadian Football League? That's so random. Yeah, I, I always forget that. Scooby, come here, buddy. Dude, we gave you a bone, like, number seven. <laughs> Scooby's a little... Uh, I think he's a little homesick because mom's not here. Um... He's just carrying his bone around, like whining. He'll stop. He'll stop. He'll lay down. <laughs> um, I feel like I'd have. I'd be intrigued. Like, why is Psycho Future Ryan watching so much and like tattooing like maple leaves all over his body? Yeah, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I'm like, I want to. I'd probably watch just because I was curious. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like. What are you doing, bro? And maybe, like, my future wife is Canadian. Or, like, I become so obsessed that my kids leave me and they, like, leave me hateful voice messages. <laughs> About how much the Canadian I, Football League sucks. Yeah, and they're like, the American Football League is better. And they have to live with their mother, even though she's Canadian. But she doesn't like the Canadian Football League. But I've postered all of the rooms in that, like, house. And, like, I dress them up as leaves <laughs> when they're kids. I feel like I'd watch it. <laughs> More of the story. <laughs> this is such a weird card. Yeah, sure. I'll watch it and fulfill my destiny of becoming a Canadian Football League. Connoisseur. There it is. Sen- what is this, Ryan? Synesthesia? Senes- sure. That's the word we're, we're going with here. And we're just going to let Scooby do his thing. You were forced to give up one of your five sentence- senses. Smell, sight, taste, touch, or hearing. However, you may choose to compensate for the loss by means of synesthesia. That's such a weird word. For example, if you decide to give up your sense of sight, you can choose to smell colors instead. Oh, dear. Or if you give up hearing, you might opt to taste music, Ryan. Give me some of that Keith Richards and... <laughs> oh, gosh. ACDC is like, ugh, like yeah. eating nails. If you give up taste, you could replace this sensation by fleeing flavors. Basically, whatever sense you reject would be reflected through an alternative medium. Which of your senses would you surrender, and how would you replace it? I'd get rid of taste. Okay. Because smell kind of, you can get the smell of it, so you're not really too losing much. Mm -hmm. You're not really losing too much. There it is. (laughs) That was rough. Um, And then what I... (coughs) Mick Jagger. I was. I wanted to say I was tasting Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. I feel like that would be a really tainty taste. Gross, sweaty, running around. And yeah, like laced with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, he looks like he hasn't showered. 
I don't think he has. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty outspoken yeah. about that. Yeah. Hygiene isn't one of his problems. And I mean, like, even Kesha, his spawn, she doesn't shower. No. And she's a dollar sign in her name. That's kind of weird. That's gross. I feel like that would have a weird taste. Yeah, I don't know. Not... So you give up your sense of taste and... This is a more obscure than I'm, like, able to think about. Like, what would I taste? I feel like I need to be strung out on something to answer this. Yeah, like... give me some LSD... All right. Next week on the podcast, Ryan and I will get the hookups. We'll do some yeah. drugs, and then we'll uh, shrooming out. Like <laughs> not only will we we'll just... stab you in the tongue. <laughs> what would you taste? Well, nothing. But I'd love to taste sound. <laughs> it's like wow, you are tripping balls. Gosh, I've always wanted to just taste a jet engine going yeah. off. I'd love to taste light. I don't yeah. know what that tastes like. Yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, so yeah, conspiracy theories and uh, tripping out and tasting. Mick Jagger next week. <laughs> this last question, Ryan. Collarbones and chains. Uh, you ready for this? Yes. All right. You meet your soulmate. However, cool. there's a catch. Uh-oh. Every three years, someone will break both of your soulmate's collarbones with a <laughs> holy shit <laughs> with a crescent wrench, Ryan. Yikes! And there's only one way you stop this from happening. You must swallow a pill. That will make every song you hear for the rest of your life sound as if it's being performed by the band Alice in Chains. When you hear Credence Clearwater Revival on the radio, it will sound to ears, to your ears, like it's being played by Alice in Chains. What, if is, you, what is Alice in Chains? Give me a second here. Okay. If you hear Radiohead live, every one of their tunes will sound like it's being covered by Alice in Chains. When you hear a commercial jingle on TV, it will sound... Okay, we get the... God, the gist Alice of this in Chains. Everywhere. If you sing to yourself in the shower, your voice will sound like the deceased Alice in Chains vocalist Lane Staley performing a, cap, uh, a capella, but it will only sound that way to you. Would you swallow the pill, or would you... Allow- Have my fiancé or wife's collarbones broken... By a wrench. Ev- by a wrench every three years. Yeah. First off, let's play some Alice in Chains. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, let I me. I feel um, like it has to be some shit music. No, Alice in Chains is a fantastic grunge band. Um, it's very depressing. So let me. Um, well, let me play that one of the more. I'll play Man in the Box for you because that's more a oh, little so bit. Oh, you know Alice in Chains. Oh, Alice in Chains. Yeah. Alice so, um, <laughs> let it's me like read. Your Nirvana time period. It is. Yeah. So Lane Staley died um, in the '90s. He was the lead singer for this band. So. When I was really depressed and dealing with everything in high school, yeah. I would listen to this song called Nutshell over and over again when I would contemplate taking my own life. Yeah. We're getting real here on Otaka Brothers. These are the lyrics to that song, Ryan. We chase misprinted lies. We face the path of time. And yet I fight. And yet I fight this battle all alone. No one to cry to. No place to call home. He goes on. My gift of self is raped. My privacy is raked. And yet I find, and yet I find repeating in my head, if I can't be my own, I'd feel better dead. Really dark shit. Like, this stuff is really intense. (laughs) So, this is Man in the Box. We're going to play a little snippet for you guys. Um... Got some Tyler, head. with Grammarly's help, is well, writing an all, email to his boss. You didn't know, Otaka Brothers is brought to you by Grammarly. <laughs> We're for only three seconds. Heavy guitar riffs in the beginning. Lane coming in. Yeah. 
<laughs> so like wait, wait wait so if i were to have him i would hear his voice and like all the words would be the same so like ariana grande would be singing about like buying diamond rings and like you know her hair that she just bought yeah but it would be in his voice yeah. saying the same lyrics yeah exactly oh i'd take three pills <laughs> how great I'm so toxic. <laughs> like, just Britney Spears were like, baby, got back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be great. Oh, rip, hell yeah. Rip uh, Lance Daly. But. <laughs> just dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, I'm a Yeah, big also, of- holy crap, the guy thinking of this. Yeah, let's break her collarbones. This guy's le- like legitimately needs to be committed somewhere. Uh, and that, that person being Chuck Klosterman, of course, who created these cards. Like, did he just lock himself in a white room and write these psychotic things? Come up with these ideas? Well, I thought when you're like, yeah, you see yourself shot in the head. And I was like, jeez. <laughs> no, that's just my mind. Right? <laughs> yeah. no, that's the first thing that like me in 20 years think you think Well, I of. wanted to like... Ryan... Where are you going to be? In, where do you see yourself in 20 years? Like in a job interview. Well, I love to do a crystal ball and be shot in the head on my couch watching Canadian football. It's like, oh, cool. Glad we won't have to pay for health care eventually. Maybe we shouldn't give you like a, I don't know, death will, death benefits. <laughs> what is that called? What do they pay your family when you die? A life insurance? Yeah. Guess we're not giving you life insurance. Payouts? Yeah. <laughs> death will god yeah i'm struggling you are um every day i'm struggling so yeah lane staley singing the lyrics to all of my favorite bands including coldplay the foo fighters and u2 i don't know if uh how lane staley would sound uh singing you know with or without you hitting those high notes well i think lauren looks better with broken collarbones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was really the messaging there. I just wanted you to say it, not yeah. me. So if Lauren listens to the episode, then... You're like, oh, Ryan's still an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing's really changed. Nope. Since he's a mistake Yeah. that we learned during my shitty documentary life. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow, that was an interesting stack of cards, <coughs> to say the very least. I mean, I don't even really know what to say about that. We became vampires. We um, can use artistic telekinesis to... I think that's the coolest one. Alter all of our favorite shows and movies. Yeah. I really like that a lot, too. That's a pretty sweet power. You want to stop playing footsies yeah. with me? Um, Some warm feet. Got hit in the face with Shaq's dick. I mean... <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That happened. It did. <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff on this episode of Otaka Brothers. Um, so as I said in the beginning of the show, we do have the next few weeks kind of mapped out as far as the types of things that we're planning on discussing. But again, you can always alter that that's the power of the audience the listeners of this podcast ryan they can write in with suggestions about what they do want us to talk about you know what i'd also love i haven't actually done a shout out for this in a long time if you want to rate us on whatever podcasting app that you're using it helps us get more notoriety more people potentially listening to the show Mm -hmm. so if you use apple Podcasts, stitcher wherever you're listening to this show hop on there give us a rating maybe write us a few words whatever you want to do be very much appreciated by both ryan and myself but the biggest thing i want to say is that mid-october ryan and i are going to do the top 10 childhood games and then top 10 last decade games and we'd love to get a lot of listener input and involvement for that 
I think it'd be a lot of fun if you did shoot us your your top five games, any anecdotes that you have from your youth, particularly of playing a game, um, or even Logan. I think he talked about playing. Um, what game was it that he played? Oh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. I think he was going through a very depressive period in his life, and he played that game. Though, if you have any anecdotes like that, good, positive, whatever it is, um, good and positive are actually synonyms of one another. I meant to say positive and negative. Um, it'd be, a, it'd be, I think it'd be really cool to read through those on the show. Um, and then, of course, the N sixty four retrospective that's coming in November. If you have any, you know, memories of the system, uh, your favorite games, any feedback you want to provide would be would be awesome. Yeah. So, Ryan and I are going to spend the rest of the day getting lost in the world of Tamriel and various various other Western RPGs potentially. Yeah. So I got an old rod and I got a Magikarp, and uh, now he's level ten. Awesome. Maybe next week, Ryan, you can come to the show with. Um, a game that you want to hear about. <laughs> well, that would be cool too, but just to yeah. wish, oh, like get, download Steam. I and, have it. Okay. Oh, I then, made an account. Cool. And then download GOG and uh, browse the store and maybe get a wish list of games and we can talk about that on the podcast next week. Okay. Cool. Good times. Uh, anything else, Ryan? Any parting words for the listeners? I don't know. Say, stay safe and salty and just enjoy life because it's a limited time unless you are 75 for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, maybe don't always... Uh, don't go on long business trips and get sick. That's right. I think that's important. And always double check where your route is taking you for your GPS systems. Yeah, just double check your GPS. Don't listen to voices talking to you in a car. At least robotic ladies that don't have any personality. Yeah, unless it's Cortana. Yes, we need to kind of. There needs. To, we need to find a way to hack our GPS system. I think GPS systems is redundant because S stands for system. But um, we should hack it to sound like some. What's your ideal accent, Ryan? Uh I like Scottish accent. I was going to say or Scot- British. I think British is a pretty good. I was going to either say Irish or Scottish would be great to have as a yeah. As a like person, to- torment. Yes. If dude, if he was talking to me and telling that'd me where to go, beautiful. That'd be awesome. Like in a soothing voice. Yes. I like him grunting like as he's chewing some meat. <laughs> yeah. Like, or drinking giant's milk. It's just, it's just him gargling giant's milk. Yeah. I and mean, when you have a hundred and thirteen mile route, you might as well listen to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Beats you two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, we want to thank each Devin and every one of you for listening to this podcast. If you wrote in on the Instagram, and Nick, thank you for writing in on the Gmails. Again, Otaku Brothers Podcast at gmail.com if you want to write in. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, <coughs> Ari Lewis 2011 We'll see you next week, folks. See ya.